since I've done a show, I'm actually, and now knowing that we're almost near the end, I actually, for all the weeks I've complained about the length of that theme song, I actually just thought to myself, ah, I'm going to miss that song. going to miss the old, the old live intro. Uh, no commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. And tonight, uh, no paranormal, or uh, very little of it, uh, as we're doing a special and a, kind of an homage to the old been all of America baseball specials we used to do with like six people, um, which were like a logistical nightmare for me to put together because uh, I'd be doing like these half-hour interviews at all hours of the day for like uh, ten days before the start of baseball season. Um, we're doing a completely off the beaten path episode uh, in celebration of sort of that vibe and um, and my other passion here uh, beyond the paranormal and baseball, which is of course professional wrestling and it's uh, WrestleMania week. So I've always wanted to do, I think I did do, I did do a, a WrestleMania special with Jeremy Vaney uh, to celebrate WrestleMania 30. And this year, uh, with BOA winding down, and uh, this card on Sunday, which looks to be probably like the best, the best WrestleMania I can remember in quite some time on paper. Um, yeah. I can't remember a show this good in, in quite a while. So I brought my, my buddies uh, Paul Kimball and Aaron Goulias, um together here for a triple threat, or however you want to call it, uh, discussion on WrestleMania, WrestleMania special. So uh, welcome back to the show, Aaron. You're, uh, you're, hello, yes, you're here, I'm here, <laughs> we're here. Let me know if I break up, because this, you know, it's, it's, always a, uh, it's always trouble here with this, this portable phone. And we got uh, Paul Kimball, he may be off making coffee at the moment, I'm not sure, so, uh, but he'll, he'll join us nope, when I'm the back. coffee is brewed. Oh, there you go, nice. And our buddy Paul Kimball, so... Um, and just one thing before we do the uh, before we kick into the WrestleMania stuff because we got Aaron here and we got Paul here. Um, Paul, just tell people plug the because you know those people are going to be like, I listen for five minutes and then I shut that wrestling shit off. So before, before we lose those <laughs> folks, before we lose them, uh, just just uh, give us the info here on Esotericon coming in May. Because uh, Aaron and I will be there in Halifax, and you're putting it together, and it's uh, it's a free uh, paranormal conference with a lot of names that people know and love from Banal of America. Sure. So um, it's my paranormal love letter to the world of the paranormal, plus my hometown Halifax. 
Uh, it's the weekend of the 18th and 19th of May, which is uh, Victoria Day weekend up here. It's a holiday. And speaking will be you two, me, Holly Stevens, my uh, haunted co-host, Ryan Sprague, uh, or Senor Sprago as we call him, Micah Hanks, um, Walter Bosley, Greg Bishop, and in his final appearance on the lecture circuit in, I think, Canada, he has one more appearance, I think, in Roswell before he retires. Stan Freeman, Friedman, Freeman, Stan Friedman will be our keynote speaker down here. So I will be riding into the ufological sunset one more time with Stanton T. Friedman. Nice, nice. Um, that's, that's is there a website for all this? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, can, that's why I wanted to make sure people knew about it. You can go to winterlightproductions.com, which is uh, the company I work for, which is kind of putting it on. Um, or at least hosting it. And uh, there's a page there for the Esotericon. And more information will fill in as the uh, the month rolls along. We're still looking for a venue. I'm actually choosing between a couple that want to have us, which is crazy. And um, Nice, they're bidding. And, yeah, I, a lot <laughs> like of the places, both like Aaron, you're, Aaron, you're booked, and Walter and Greg are booked. Tim, I haven't gotten around to booking your flight yet, so be nice to me during this show. And um, <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I watched that movie last but, night? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But slowly but surely, no, 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 I loved book. it. So it's 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 not just UFOs. In fact, very few people are speaking about UFOs. Holly and I will be talking about ghosts. Um, I can't remember. Walter's talking, I think, about secret breakaway civilizations. Maybe Greg's doing his co-creation thing. Uh, Tim, you're doing the Flat Earth, which sounds like a yes. uh, Thomas Dolby album because it was. And um, I think the only person who's doing straight-up UFOs is Ryan. I think he's doing a straight-up UFO. And Stan, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right, nice. Esotericon. Check Paul's uh, Facebook and Twitter, and he'll have the info as we get closer anyway. So. All right. Yeah. Like I said, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that, because uh, before people check out, um, the, I don't want to hear later, like, what? I never heard about this. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be awesome. And thank you for putting it yeah, together, Paul, and bringing up, us up there. Fly up to Halifax. We have a major international airport here. And if you can get your way to Halifax, you don't actually have to pay to come to the Esotericon. So the conference itself exactly. is free. You just have yep. to, you right, just have exactly. to get here. That's a, yeah. Now, when you think about it in the grand scheme I of these thinking, things, like, you know, the budget, if you're going to go to one of these events, half the, you know, half your budget's probably eaten up by the $150 attendance fee to one of these things, so. Yeah, I was thinking of calling it not the Stephen Bassett X Conference, um, but <laughs> Esotericon rolled off the tongue better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have to pay a licensing fee for that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. It, well, I would just wake oh. up and he would mysteriously be sitting on my couch after having slept <laughs> on it. So yeah, <laughs> somehow for months too. That would be like the that would be yeah, the, that would months, be like a twilight and months and months. He's, he's yeah. like a mushroom. He just grew in my couch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like I've been here since September. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I've called you together here tonight, gentlemen, because uh, it's WrestleMania week, and this is—I've been so psyched about this, as the people on Twitter know, because I live tweet this. They should be happy, in a sense, that WrestleMania is here, because I'll probably, like most, like most wrestling fans, I'll probably start <laughs> nose diving in interest like the week or two after WrestleMania, and I won't be pestering them anymore with uh, hashtag Raw tweets. But I'm, I'm beyond psyched for this show. I think it's going to be 
aside from the interminable length of the show, which they're talking about like seven hours, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. I think it's going to be a great show. I agree. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, hold I'll on. Kick it, there you go. Who jumped in? Aaron? I'll kick it to Aaron first. What do you think? I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be the best one in a few years. I uh, I am the only thing I'm sad about is that uh, I am stuck at a conference in a major American city that is not hosting WrestleMania um, this year for WrestleMania, and I am going to have to rely on terrible hotel Wi-Fi and avoiding my coworkers in order to watch WrestleMania. So I am I am I'm I'm, I'm there's this great show, and I might not be able to watch it in real time, and I'm kind of crushed about that. But uh, hopefully I can, uh, at the very least, get the NXT show in on Saturday night uninterrupted without any hassle. But it looks like it's going to be a great show, um, Roman Reigns notwithstanding. Right, exactly. It's like they made up for it by making every other match really <laughs> really <Right>. good. <laughs> Paul, what do you think? First of all, I'm a little pissed off. I thought this was the Banal of America baseball special. So, wrestling. <laughs> oh, spent all this time putting your picks together. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, two, <laughs> you guys and your your irrational hatred of Roman Reigns. It's it's tiresome. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's going to be a great match. They've done a good build up. He's a hard worker, and he's the future of the WWE. And for all the people who don't like it as John is seen as said for, you know, the last 10 years or whatever, like tough, <laughs> you're just going to have to get used to it. Um, yeah. But there are better matches on the card, even though I'm looking forward to that one too. Uh, so yeah, it looks like a really good card. I've set aside uh, my living room here at the office and friends are coming over and we're going to order pizza and over seven hours, probably order another pizza and maybe a third pizza. <laughs> um, yeah. It looks like the best card in, in quite a few years. It's hard to believe that they can screw this up. And yes, yes. <laughs> I never underestimate yes. the ability of the WWE to screw something up. Right, right. Absolutely, yeah. They'll screw something up for sure. There'll be something in there that will be like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, I mean, like every... I mean, for all, the, for all for the shit Aaron and I are saying, like, I'm sure the Brock-Roman match will actually still be kind of intriguing and interesting. Oh, you know, it'll, so. it'll be a good match. Roman, Roman Reigns is a very good professional wrestler. I, I do not deny that. I think he is a great actor who is consistently miscast. That's sort of how I feel about, about Roman Reigns. I, I think he's a, a great performer that could have been used better between the Shield breakup and now. And, and so I'm right. just sort of over Roman Reigns. I, I, I like him. I want him to succeed. I don't see him succeeding as much as he could with the way that they use him. Yeah. Sure. All I right. Well, we'll get to – we'll get – Oops. Go ahead. No, no. Sorry. There must be a time lag. I was just going to say I won't disagree with that. I actually think he has been poorly used, um, but it's not – I like him. I want him to succeed. I just – I blame creative. So, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll dig into the Roman problem uh, when we. I, I laid out the card so we can move our way up the uh, up the oh, ladder excellent. to the to the to the big matches. Um, and uh, yeah, people should be that, forewarned that and like we should very... take into account that. Go ahead, Paul. Like There's a, a slight delay here with Paul. We're trying say. to work around it. So, Paul, when you start talking, just start, just just finish your thought, and I'll, <laughs> I'll get out of the way because okay. the delay. Otherwise, we end up stepping on each other, trying to be like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, so it's all good. 
Sure, I was just going to say that it's a it's a very Parthian thing to describe the Roman problem, and uh, I'm sure Aaron will get that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Well, it is the Roman Empire, so yeah. All right, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Good, Tim got it too. Nice. Yeah, of course. I've laid out the uh, well, I didn't lay out the card, but uh, I've listed the card here. Um, starting, of course, with the pre-show matches, and then we move up through the title bouts, and then finish with the special attraction matches. So, because I'm uh, of the opinion that I think they're going to end the show with uh, the Ronda Rousey match, but we'll, we, we can discuss all that when we get there. I know. Because first we have to go through the interminable uh, two-hour pre-show, which is, um, I don't know, I don't know how I, I mean, I, I like it, I guess, in a sense. I like that this is like some huge epic seven hour, even though it's going to be torturous to get through, like, monstrous, you know, on par with the Super Bowl of, like, length and insane hype uh, levels. But at the same time, it's like, I can't imagine I'm going to sit down at 5 o'clock on Sunday and start watching right off the bat. So right. I'm a little annoyed that I'm going to have to, like, figure out how to see these matches later or within that first hour before the show starts. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little annoying. Uh, the two-hour pre-show is just, like, kind of ridiculous, but I, I, I kind of love it also. All right, so um, we'll start with, uh, with with the match that has me kind of scratching my head, um, uh, probably the worst match on the whole show, um, which is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Whoa. And I know, I love Battle Royals because uh, I'm like an old school fan. I was thinking about the other day back when like the only matches they showed or ever had were like singles tag, six-man tag, and Battle Royals. So, like Battle Royal was like super special. It was before like every all these different incarnation of matches. Um, so I always love a good Battle Royal, but this one really is testing testing my patience um, because uh, brace yourselves, guys, because these are the participants in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal announced so far. There's 14 of them announced so far, and they are the dregs of the WWE, um, <laughs> notwithstanding the first, like, two people. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, okay, Baron Corbin, all right, Mojo Raleigh. Okay, of course, Baron Corbin and Mojo previously won Battle Royals here uh, at WrestleMania. Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Ty Dillinger, Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson, Woken Matt Hardy, Goldust, Heath Slater, Rhino, Zack Ryder, and Primo Cologne. That's who's been announced so far. And I assume, I put this in parentheses, I assume Titus and Apollo will find their way in there. So that's, yeah. that's 16 people. So, and terrible, like, I don't even, yeah. It's like every guy that comes out during the Royal Rumble that you're, that like, it's like every disappointing participant in the Royal Rumble. You know, like when this clock goes off and and Ty Dillinger comes out and you're like, oh, no. Ten, ten, ten. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Let me. Let me. I, 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 I'm hearing a lot of disgust from the from the from the uh, my fellow travelers here. So uh, Aaron, what do you think of this? This is just a, a dump of a match, right? Uh, it is. It is. It, I mean, and from where I'm sitting, I don't see anybody who is a well. Obviously, they're going to put over fill in the blank out of the names right, announced right. so far. Um, I will say that I'm too big of a fan of the revival to like seeing them languishing here um, when we, we, you know, I 
I, you know, there's, there's people here I would like to see. You've got a five-hour show, you know. You can find a place for the revival. You can find a place for, um, for Dolph Ziggler. I mean, if you want to, you can find a place for him. And, and this, is, yeah. this is, you know, so obviously anymore a we want to get these guys a payday match, regardless of what the audience wants to see. And we're going to put it on. Yeah. We're still finding their seats. And, and that's fine, except... Primo Cologne, really? I mean, this is this might be the worst Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal lineup in the long and storied history of the event. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I guess it's the fifth one. Yeah, the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can see the devolution of the whole match. It started yeah. out where there were like legit stars in it, and now five years in, it's Primo Cologne. Um, Paul, what are your thoughts on the big uh, Andre the Mar- uh, Andre Battle Royal? So yeah, sorry, I'm not interrupting because I'm just trying to manage the flow of the show here. For all my for all these matches, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you what mm-hmm. I think is going to happen, which I'm just going to say, and then I'm going to tell you what I would do as a sort of storyteller if I was Vince nice, McMahon. Like so, what do I think is going to happen? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. And I wouldn't be unhappy with that because, frankly, you know, he's the he's a guy who could – I just always thought he should be a star, like a real star, and maybe yep. this could help him. I don't know. Fine. Um, what would I do? I When you said there's only two stars in there, no, Tim, you're so, so wrong. Woken Matt Hardy. I am the, oh. I'm a huge fan of the ultimate deletion. I want more. I want more, <laughs> more, more. I want Woken Matt Hardy to be the universal, multiversal, superversal title holder someday. I want the whole thing. I want it all. So if I'm the writer, I bring Bray Wyatt back from the Lake of Reincarnation, and he helps put Matt Hardy, (laughs) Woken Matt Hardy, over the top, and then they just run rampage over Raw or SmackDown, pick one. And eventually Matt Hardy wins the the major title that he should have won years ago and maybe retires. That's what I would do. I would try and use it. And and if you're Vince, because maybe Vince still isn't sold on the Woken Matt Hardy thing, uh, maybe you can use this as a trial balloon. See if you can make it go over and take what is going to be a sludge of a match and make it really weird and epic and strange. And then it could be fun. That's that's what I would do. All right. I don't think they'll do that, obviously. I find that like I like that idea, don't get <laughs> no. me wrong, but it's like it's that's such a commitment to uh to quality, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're yeah. like if they were gonna do that they wouldn't waste it in the pre show. Um yeah. Sure. I guess I'll if I in in the spirit of I like how you're doing this, so in the spirit of what of your sort of uh thing, um I guess I'll just go with who I would think how I think it'll shake out and and I guess looking at who they have here, this is probably what I would do too. Um and knowing Vince, I think that uh they should or will uh have Baron Corbin win another one. So he, he has yeah. some kind of like cachet where now he's won it twice. I feel like he may be he's, – he's a candidate to move over to Raw after uh, WrestleMania, maybe be positioned as a challenger for Reigns. Um, so I feel like they're going to try again. In the spirit of Roman Reigns, they're going to try again with Baron Corbin, and he's going to be a two-time Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. That's my pick slash theory. Aaron, yeah, what do you, what, what's your call on this? I think that um, I have to I have to agree with Paul. I, I think that Dolph Ziggler is 
who they're going to go with. Um, well, I think Dolph Ziggler is who they should go with in a realistic world, as much as I enjoy Woken Matt Hardy. I think Dolph Ziggler is who they will go, should go with. I think they might go with Ziggler. You never know. I would love to see Goldust win it because I love Goldust. But um, that's not going to happen as much as I love Goldust. But um, I think that uh, I think Ziggler is the safe bet with Corbin being a solid backup bet. Yeah. I like what you said with Goldust, though. That gave me an idea where they should, like, not obviously let people know this, but it should almost be like a – like a lifetime achievement type thing, like how yeah. they gave Big Show the win a few years ago. That would be great because, yep. like, who gives a fuck? It's the pre-show battle royal. Like, Goldust winning would be awesome. Yep, I agree. All right, so there's the Andre battle royal, and w- knowing how it works, well, it's the pre-show. So if they're going to do anything awesome and cool, they probably won't. Uh, they, they they won't do it um, in the, on the pre-show battle Procure. royal. So it's not. I don't. Yeah. I don't think like Bobby Lashley's gonna come back and win the battle royal or anything. <laughs> then they'd be, they'd be like, why would they show that at five in the afternoon? Um, all right, next up is the formerly uh, fabulous Moolah, now just ladies or women's battle royal. I would have called it the Miss Elizabeth battle royal. That's more yeah. WrestleMania sort of. I would I would have said uh, Sherry Marcel. Sherry Marcel. Yeah, for she sure. Well. It's, it's, it sounds macabre or something, but it's like they haven't tapped the Miss Elizabeth well yet. And it's like right. this would have been the perfect perfect place to resurrect, that sounds macabre again, uh, the, the Miss Elizabeth name, you know, and then the character and shit. It's like they've completely uh, erased her from history, and she was one of the most popular ever. So, you know. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, so here's who we have in the Moolah Battle Royal. It's uh, in the ladies' battle royal, it's already better than the Andre battle royal because at least the, the 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 talent pool is so shallow that like the superstars of the women's division are actually in this battle royal. So it's uh, Sasha Banks, Natalia, Lana, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. I hate how those two have such similar last names. Becky Lynch, Naomi, Bailey, Mickey James, Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville and Carmella, and that's 13 participants. So probably maybe a handful of NXT ladies. I'd bring up those two Australian chicks. Um, so probably those two. But barring a surprise or whatever, uh, it, it looks good to me. I, I, like I said, these are the best. These are some of the best stars on the thing. And um, in keeping with sort of, I guess, I, I like how Paul set this up because it gives us a direction. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is going to be like the ultimate explosion of the Bailey Sasha Banks feud, yep. and um, or the start of it. And uh, I feel like one or the other will probably win, but I'm going to go with a dark horse here in sort of the uh, who should or uh, who would win or whatever. And I I really like Sonya Deville. I feel like if they're going to use it for what it should be, which is to like strap a rocket to someone new, I would give it to Sonya Deville. Um, and they were really pushing her hard on Raw last uh, the other night, so I was like. Mm-hmm. They're really bullish on Sonya Deville, so maybe they're setting us up for uh, for that. But that, that's my thoughts. Either Sasha Banks, Bailey, or Sonya Deville with my with my gut and heart and soul going towards Sonya Deville. Like, you know, maybe Sasha – she'll – like those two – Bailey and Sasha Banks will beat the shit out of each other, and then she'll toss them both out, Ric Flair, at the end of the 92 Royal Rumble style. So that's kind of uh, – that's my theory. Um, Paul, since uh, – 
Well, it's easier to segue the transition to you because of the delay. So, what do you? What are your thoughts on the uh, on the ladies' battle royal, women's battle royal? Sorry, I don't. I just want to call it the Moolah battle royal, really. Um, what What are your thoughts on the on the women's battle royal? So, okay, after I I finish this, I'm going to hang up and call back in because um, I think I can access my main computer now. So, hopefully, that'll be better reception with less delay. But for the women's right, battle worries. royal. Um, to me, I think it's going to be Becky Lynch that wins, and sort of not quite a lifetime oh. achievement award, but a we know you're really good, and we just haven't really done much with you lately. So here's a bone, uh, and I, I I'm fine with that. I li- I like Becky Lynch; she's awesome. But if it was me, I'd strap a rocket to somebody, as you say, Tim. It just wouldn't be Sonya Deville; it would be Ruby Riot, and so I would <laughs> give Ruby Riot the win, and uh, and let her let her take off. Um, because I think she's she's got a ton of potential. Yeah, I was very impressed with her uh, at the last pay-per-view. I don't watch SmackDown as regularly or at all, really, except for the pay-per-views. So when I finally saw her in action, right. I was like, wow, this she's really good. So, yep. yeah. All right, you want to kick off, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll kick it over to Aaron. Aaron, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, on the Battle Royale? My, my, my thoughts are that that Kimball keeps stealing my stuff um, because I was going to say Ruby Riot is. All right, I'll pitch. To, um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to start alternating the pitches of the predictions. So that's true. Cause I, I thought of that because I, I believe me. I, that's why I went. That's why I went first with my prediction on this second match because I was like, Kimball's going to fucking nail what I was going to say, and I'm going to have nothing to say. So yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, I, we'll, I, I we'll rotate predictions. Go ahead, idea. Ruby Riot. Yeah, I, I really liked Ruby Riot's match at uh, at Fastlane. I thought it was really good. Um, she's got a. Uh, a pretty legit background in the Indies. I, I, I think she's 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 a fine professional wrestler, and uh, it, mm. it it would be good to build some new faces instead of have the established NXT Four Horsewomen and everybody else, which is kind of what yeah. they're in danger of of doing. I, as far as uh, Bailey and um, Sasha Banks, I think the sort of breakdown of their relationship on Raw um, sort of um, Tells me, excuse me. Tells me that they are going to get to some sort of, you know, they're going to go after each other, just, you know, full on on Sunday night. Yeah. And they're going to be so focused on one each will other eliminate the other that, or one of those things. Yes, yeah. 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 So they'll get eliminated at the same time. One will get eliminated and then come back and screw it up for the other. Um, so yeah. I think that's going to happen. And I think uh, I think Ruby Riot's going to uh, going to win. I, well, that's what I would do. Um, I think. What should come out of this is if they do this right, and this is how the company used to do things um, back when they were booking instead of writing uh, the shows, is you would organize this so everybody comes out of this with a direction going forward. Um, it's None of it is just like needless and we just need X number of names. Everybody should come out of this with with some direction creatively that they're going in. I, I don't right. think that's going to happen, but uh, I, I think that would be good. Yeah. Am it's I funny. back on? Like, Am I here? Yes, hey. yes. Oh. I, it's cool. funny you say that, yeah, because it's like sitting here, the three of us, it's like if they just hired us for a reasonable income, we'd we'd probably leave our jobs if we just booked the women's <laughs> division. You only need a hand like yeah. two people to do this. There's not that many characters and you could pretty much come up with stories for like everybody. So it's frustrating in a sense. Um and you guys won me over in a way too where it's like go ahead Paul. 
I was just going to say, speak for yourself, Tim. I need more than just a little money. Um, but <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I didn't think, want to draw a figure out. I was I, negotiating. <laughs> I think here's my little dark horse spoiler alert, and I won't say who because we'll get to it later. I think the dark horse star breakout performance of WrestleMania is going to come from the women's – is a participant of the women's um, battle royal. But I don't think it's going to okay. happen in the battle royal. It's going to happen later. So there's a little teaser. No, you're, I know. Oh, I can figure I, out what I you're. see where you're going. I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me sad. <laughs> uh, um, see, that's how you know we're serious wrestling fans because we, we figured out <laughs> we figured out the clues <laughs> just from uh, what Paul was saying. Um, yeah, well, you guys want me over in a sense where it's like, if you're going to strap a rock, I mean, it's probably smarter to go with Ruby Riot than Sonya Deville because she's, uh, Sonya Deville's super green. Ruby Riot's been around for a while, so it would make more sense. But hopefully, yeah, ho- hopefully someone comes out of that with, with like a boost. Um, the other pre show match I really won't have much to say about, and, uh, you were off the air, Paul. We're, we're rotating predictions here. I feel bad because this one goes okay. to Aaron, uh, to start. Um, because, uh, like I said, I don't have much to say about this. The Cruiserweight finale, ti- Cruiserweight title finale, or, yeah, finals of the Cruiserweight title tournament, the uh, Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander. They're still showing 205 Live? Really? Um, apparently, yeah, well, I was going to say. Of course they are. Apparently they've revived it. They, they've yeah. given it a re. They've rebooted it, I guess you could say, to, the, to be yeah. like the Cruiserweight classic, which is actually. I hear I hear they've really improved it, but there's a lot of problems would, still with uh, the design of the show. I am, I like Mustafa Ali. I I given the choice, um, having seen many matches with both, because I I, I I I I like the cruiserweight stuff. Um, although it just whenever I see the cruiserweight show, I always sort of like you know what's awesome that one cruiserweight match from that one WCW from any WCW pay per view, right? So like, oh, yeah, yeah, cruiserweight. Yeah, that was really good back in 1997. I'm going to go watch that. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Mustafa is, um, is is the the one to go with here. All right. Um, I don't even watch 205 Live, so I don't have an opinion on the on the match at all. So it's a coin toss for me. Um, I guess I'll I, I'm going to go with Mustafa Ali also just because uh, he seems like a fresher character. Um, yep. And Cedric Alexander like reminds me too much of the old <laughs> 205 Live, which is like a year old, but of of sort of like the bad characters and stuff they tried to do on Raw. So I think Mustafa yeah, Ali. I agree. Got past that. Yeah. So if they're going to get serious about the division, uh, Mustafa Ali is probably the the proper choice, but I, like I said, I don't even watch the show, so I'm really just uh, shooting in the dark. Paul? Uh, I think it has potential to be match of the night candidate, just in terms of pure wrestling. Uh, and I think this is the second easiest match to pick. It's going to be Cedric Alexander, and that's going to be his reward for toiling in 205 Live for a year now. He's, he's, he's earned it. He's super talented. I don't know how long he'll hold the belt, and frankly, uh, I like Mustafa Ali too. There's no, there's no wrong pick here. I just think that the company's going to reward Cedric Alexander for being a loyal soldier, and Mustafa Ali will get his shot down the road. There you go. I can see that. Yeah. It's a hard match to pick because it's a header. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, I agree with Paul. There's no, 
there's no bad choice there. Um, and I, I can see, right. yeah. I can see the logic in rewarding Cedric for for what he's done for the the 205 Live. Oh God, I hate myself for saying this brand, but <laughs> I also don't trust the WWE to do that sort of thing um, when they should. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, either way, I like both guys. But I get yeah. it. It's a hard match to call because it's a completely uh, exotic kind of, uh, again, like uh, I kick myself like Aaron Brand in a sense because it's like, seems like unlike all the other brands, this is the one that's, th- this thing's just built around sort of like competition without any, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, the most sporting of the of the different brands. So it's like, how do you even, you know. There's no, there's no sort of like storyline reason why one guy would win or the other guy would lose in a way. Right. All right. Now the fireworks go off, uh, national anthem, blah blah blah. You know, big crowd shots, awesome stage. Um, you know, greatest show on earth, and we start the show. Um, and actually, in the list here is the, sh- the match that I think is actually going to start the show personally, and that's uh, the U.S. title bout: uh, Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. Um, and we'll throw it over to Paul with the uh, with the analysis. Right. So, McMahon, if you're listening, this one's easy. Even you can't fuck this one up. Rusev, you give yep. the title to <laughs> Rusev. This, I mean, you senile old codger. You, uh, and I like Jinder Mahal. I like Bobby Roode. And I like Randy Orton. But you give the title to Rusev. Now, what's going to happen? Uh, one of the other three guys is going to win it. They're not going to give the title to Rusev. I actually think Randy gets it. And, uh, and <clears throat> that's me snoring. No offense to Randy Orton. He's an all-timer. <laughs> but if, if you want to kick your show off right, give the title to Rusev. Uh, he's just so over. I, I don't get it why they, they haven't quite capitalized yet, but it, he's not quite at the yes movement level, but he's got the potential to be a breakout star like Brian was, and like Brian, they've been slow to figure it out. So here's your time. Pull the trigger, WWE. Do it, even though I know they're not going to. It's probably going to be Randy Orton. All right. I have more faith in you because uh, this, this actually, yeah, it seems like this match is a referendum on Rusev, and I think that uh, I think that it's going to be a, I think they're going to pull the trigger. I think that's why they put him in the match. I heard they put him in also because uh, his merchandise sales are like going crazy. So I think they're mm-hmm. I think they're going to go with it. So that's my pick, definitely. And if, and I think it will start the show because I think he's going to win. I think that'll be like the the you know if they had any sense that's how that's how that's how you would start WrestleMania with Rusev winning U.S. title and the crowd going bananas. So that's uh, yeah. I don't really have much analysis on this match. Except it's going to be fucking boring, even though I like Rusev. Um, you know, when he's when he's getting the spotlight, it's going to be a fun match to watch. When he's like outside the ring selling a selling something, and it's Randy Orton and Bobby Roode, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to run in the kitchen get the wings. You know what the crazy thing is? This is how crazy the WWE is. The one guy in this match who is a natural face and should be a face is a heel, Rusev. Yep. Bobby Roode is a heel. Randy Orton is a heel. He's better as a heel. And Jinder Mahal is better as a heel, but I, I could also see Jinder doing a face. But really, there's one face and three heels in this match, and they've got it all backwards. 
They've been booking Rusev as a heel, even though the crowd's cheering him. And they've been booking Rand or uh, Bobby Roode, who I love, as a face, just because he has a cool theme yeah, song. It's crazy talk. Yeah. He's definitely an actor. I'm angry. I think. I'm angered didn't by this Rusev match. Fu- you can tell. I'm angered. Didn't Rusev fight a heel uh, on SmackDown this week? I could have sworn he fought a heel, which is usually like, it was, a, it was sort of like the unspoken turn. But no, I don't well, have to look. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, I, I, I just watched SmackDown before this. It was, um, it, oh, shit, now I can't remember. This is how enthusiastic I am about this match. Uh, it was Rusev and um, Mahal. Gender, versus, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was Rusev and Gender versus Orton and Rude. And Rude yeah. ended up taking an RKO, and then Rusev kicked uh Rusev, he Rusev kicked Orton and then pinned Orton, and since Rusev pinned Orton, that means Rusev will not win. Um, but <laughs> I agree, it, it should be Rusev. If for no other reason than April 8th is Rusev Day, so clearly, you know, he <laughs> needs to win for that reason. But what I read online, and I know that what I read online is not necessarily the truth, but a rumor I read is that Rusev was demanding his release because I think they were probably going to put him in the battle Royal or something. And to get him to calm down, they put him, they added him to the U S title match. Now, I don't know if that's true. If it is, um, my gut reaction would be like, well, give him the title because why wouldn't you give Rusev the title? Because he's Rusev. Um, but on the other hand, I can see McMahon saying, well, we'll put you in the match, but you'll lose. You'll take the fall to show you that you can't tell us what to do. So, it should be Rusev, but it won't be. It'll be Orton. All right. And, you know, let's spare it, Let's spare a thought here for Aiden English because yeah. his team broke up, his partner left, and he was just fodder. He was a C-list fodder. And somehow, and creative kind of got it right, gave him an opportunity, and he ran with it. And he has rebuilt his career. I, I think he's great. He's never going to be a world title holder. But as a character, he's really, you know, this has really allowed him to flower. And uh, I, so yeah. kudos to him. I agree. I love the yeah. singing gimmick in NXT. I thought that was great. And I mm-hmm. think that that's the gimmick that actually could have worked on the main roster where something like Adam Rose uh, didn't. And Adam Rose is currently fighting in flea markets in Flint, Michigan. Not a joke. Last year he was fighting in a flea market in Flint, Michigan. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, and I didn't go see him. I, I wish I would have. But, um yeah, so I, 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 Aiden English is great. Um, great voice. Um, weird look, but an okay look. I, I can see McMahon saying, he's so pale. You know, but, um, <laughs> you know, he, he's, I, I like Aiden English. Yeah, shades of um, Damien Sandow, in a sense, where it's yeah. like if they – they need to just keep the act as it is and not not mess with it. <laughs> you know, don't don't have him turn on Rusev. Like if Rusev turns face, don't turn him heel. You know what I mean? Just keep them together and run with it. Like and don't right. You know, don't fuck it up. Um, all right. So then the next. Ma- I know exactly. They seem to really resent anyone who. Yeah. It's like I mean, yeah. you talk about Aiden English and everything. It's like and Rusev. He's really revived. The two of them together have revived their respective careers, where it's like, you know, Rusev, like, five years ago was the one coming out. He had a t- he was riding out in a tank. That's how over yep. he was. That's how huge he was. And it's like, then he plummeted, 
to like loser level, and now he's back up to where the crowd likes him probably more than they did when he came out in the tank. So, you know, this is his last. You know, this is his second and probably last chance to like vault to the next level here. Yep. His arc reminds me a little bit of what happened to Triple H after you know the thing with um, the uh, the Wolfpack or whatever the hell yeah. the click. The- the where quick. they punished Triple yeah. H because he was the one that they could punish. And Rusev got punished for doing something the company didn't like. And like Triple H, he's built himself back. He's worked hard. You know, you could take your ball and go home, but he's worked hard. And so did yep. Triple H. And so I'd like to see that get paid off for him. Yeah. All right. Next up is, uh, uh, I guess it's my turn for the pick, so I'll also use it to editorialize for a minute, uh, is the Intercontinental title match. Triple Threat, The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Uh, let me think for a minute. I think you just – I think just because you can't have, like, all kinds of new champions and everything and it seems like a logical choice, and he also just had a baby, uh, I'd have The Miz win. You know, those other guys, they don't really need the titles. I feel like you'd probably – I feel like at least one of them should probably go to SmackDown after WrestleMania, so it's like – just keep things the way they are. You need a champion to retain. Miz is the smart choice. He's the most entertaining character, uh, or one of the most entertaining characters, definitely in this match, and certainly like on in the whole universe. Um, so yeah, that'll be my pick. And I was gonna editorialize briefly just about how uh, I remember when we were kids. It was like tag teams and singles matches, like I said before. And it's like this show is just rife with these triple quadruple threat matches. And it's like, oh Jesus, like I don't know if we need three. Two triple threats and a quadruple threat match plus two battle royals. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, maybe you have too many wrestlers. I don't know. I don't know. You know, yeah. I get that they deserve a paycheck, but I was just giving them a paycheck because they didn't get on the show. You know, it's like, hey, Titus, you're not going to be have a match, so just here's what we would have paid you otherwise because we understand it's like a Christmas bonus. <laughs> you know, and you don't yeah. have to wrestle. You're being a skit. You know, we'll put you in a skit and we'll put. Um, you know, Primo Cologne and Skate or whatever, but it's too many too many multi man matches. But that's that's uh that's my soapbox. Um all right, so Aaron, what do you what's your pick? I agree that the Miz should win. Um because uh, not just because he's he's a new dad and be, not just because he is the best heel in the company and has been for years, but because of this multi man match thing, when the Miz loses the Miz should lose in a one-on-one match, and it should be just honky-tonk man level ass-whooping because everybody yes. is so sick of the Miz weaseling out. He, there's no way he should retain the title against Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, but he will because the Miz is a is a heelish weasel, and it just needs yes, to be. Yes, yes, and the triple threat it, favors what, a weasel type wrestler too. Exactly. So what needs to happen is down the road. And what I think is would be very – this is what I would do. I would have the Miz retain in a weaselly Miz manner, but, you know, he, he puts in a good showing during the match. And if we could please have a multi-man match where it isn't a two-man match with one man on the floor and they just rotate in and out because I'm so sick of that. Um, I want <laughs> yeah. the Miz to win, and the next night on Raw, I want Braun Strowman to destroy him in three seconds for the title. That, that's, there you go. It, that's what I would do. Not specifically Braun Strowman, or is that just like an example? No, specifically Braun Strowman. 
That'll be awesome if he came out on the. And he had the tag titles because I'm. I'm, I'm, (laughs) That'd be so fucking badass. Braun Strowman should just be there for a second. I would love that. Um, All right, Paul, what's your what's your pick on the Intercontinental Triple Threat match? Okay, so here's my soapbox. First of all, the Miz should win. The Miz is going to win. Uh, partly because I think they're going to give him the record for the longest intercontinental title reign, which they've been talking about. I don't about know how they're saying that, though. He hasn't held it. He just won it in January. Does, does he mean cumulative days? I don't understand this record that he keeps referring to. Because it's pro wrestling and they can say whatever they want. So they're, you know, they're going to make something up. And they're going to give he, He's earned everything they give him. Aaron's right. He's the best heel on either brand and has been for years. I mean, he's a, we will miss John a gem um but and so i think a win in weasley fashion i think rollins and balor will somehow screw each other up which will lead to a rivalry between the two of them going forward and because they don't have a whole lot to do right now and there's my soapbox because the miz will look after the miz and that's fine rollins and balor i'm a mark for both of them huge fan mm-hmm. so but they've somehow managed to turn uh rollins into blah and balor into even more blah so here's what they need to do. Vince, I hope you're listening. Uh, Balor, I want to see the demon. I don't want to see him once a year or twice a year. I want to see the demon. I want to see him all the time. It's what makes him interesting. You can't have too much of the demon. Let's see him. Because otherwise, if you have the ability to summon the power, why wouldn't you use it like the Undertaker did all the time? You just don't, like, what, two <laughs> matches a year? They're important enough to be the demon. But the rest of the time, even when you're fighting for the title, you're just going to come out as Finn Balor? That is the most idiotic thing I have ever heard in wrestling. And, yeah, yes, actually, that is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in wrestling. And I was there for Katie Vick. So, oh. I mean, if you have the power and you're not using that's insane. And Seth Rollins, they had it right. They didn't pull the trigger. You know what I want him to do? I want him to burn it all down. I want him to be the Joker. Like the Heath Ledger Joker. And not a bad guy, not a good guy. Just some people want to tear everything down, and I want Seth Rollins to be that guy. And they have it in their – they did those those uh, W – the video game packages and everything. It was just like, yes, yes, this is so well put together. And then, blah, what did they do with them? Nothing. So there's two guys completely missing direction. They're wasted away, wasting away in the roster. Let them fight each other fine. But when that's over, give them something to do really – push their characters to the max and, uh, and watch what they can do. Cause they're so talented. All Don't right. And yeah. the soapbox. Nice. I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. I just think, uh, like I said, I think one of them should probably move, leave the show and go to SmackDown after I, I would pick Seth Rollins. I think he needs a fresh, that's the one good thing about this. Uh, uh, that'll be sort of a thing at the end. I'll ask you, you know, what you might do with these guys, but yeah, I, I would, I would. I think one of these guys needs a fresh uh, change of scenery because they're like way in the depth chart of baby faces on Raw. Like Finn Balor has to be like the yeah. fourth. He's the fourth baby face on Raw at best. Yeah, I and just, I would move. Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, to follow up on what you said about about Rollins and, and Balor. One thing that's bugged me, and I, I I admit I have not caught up. I've not kept up with the weekly show like I should because why should I? Because they run like 20 minutes of video packages for each match on the pay-per-view. But one thing that bugged me when I watched Raw this week in preparation for this extravaganza is they mentioned that, that Bauer held the universe, was the first holder of the universal title but he had to forfeit it due to injury. While he's wrestling right. Rollins, 
and they don't mention Rollins' stupid sting killer buckle bomb that actually put Balor out. You've got an issue there. I don't know why they don't talk that up. Um, mm-hmm. they that, did. That's just like one of those things that just bugs me about this company. I think they did. That, what, they had a match on Raw on Monday, and he did do it. And they, they brought it up in commentary, but only like. Did they? Half. Okay, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, exactly. It they the didn't, issue. you know. Yeah. They brought it up. It, like I said, it was in passing. It should be the central focus between them because for Finn right. Balor, you, you had the Universal title and Seth Rollins through carelessness, and that could be the line or whatever, cost you the title and you've never recovered. I mean, that is, that is what we call in the filmmaking business character motivation. And yet, yes. they, they, as Aaron's quite right, they, none of that exists, even though they're both in the same match. It's craziness. And it's organic, yeah. so you don't need to, like, yeah. you don't have to make up, a, 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 you know, a convoluted reason why they don't like each other. It's, like, right there in front of you. So, yeah. And they, Guys, yeah, exactly. so here's, here's, the only motivation you need is a WrestleMania moment. You just need a yeah. WrestleMania moment. That's the only motivation anybody has. Exactly. That's why they point yeah. to the sign all the time. It's their singular focus. I hope that they stop doing that. I think I hope that they have heard the the cries of people who watch who are just like that is so fucking cheesy. Stop doing that. Stop pointing at the sign. They they don't seem to have done it much in the last few weeks. So maybe they have heard the the criticism. But the sign pointing is ridiculous. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to lose track of who made the picks now. Who made the first pick last time? I think we started uh, with you. I think it was you. Yeah, it was Aaron. And then, all right. So okay. So who's next? Aaron? Yeah. I think I am. Yeah. Um, oh no, Paul. Yeah, we reversed it again. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's getting confusing. Multi-person matches and all this other stuff. All right. Next up is uh, we get into the tag team division. So we've got the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, Paul. Take it away. All right. Love the Usos. What the, I, I like people who can reinvent themselves when they've got a stale act. The Usos, great. Reinvention. The New Day, even better. Like three guys who were floundering and they turned into one of the great tag teams of all time. Cool. And guess what? The Bludgeon Brothers are also a great reinvention, and it's their turn. So not only will they win, they should win. So this is one of those matches where I agree with what I think the WWE is going to do, that uh, they're going to pull the trigger on the Bludgeon Brothers, and they will be the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and I'm all for it. Wow. All right. Aaron, I'm going to pass it over to you. I have to agree with Paul. If they don't put the Bludgeon Brothers over, why are the Bludgeon Brothers there? What is the point of them? You know, we don't need – I mean, I love – the New Day, and I, against all odds, I really like the Usos. I always liked their work, but I was a little dance kind of bland. whatever. I was like, oh, I'm tired of these guys. But then, you know, they came back, and, and they, they actually allowed them to be more like they actually are in real life, and I really like them. And, but then, you know, we've seen the New Day on top. We've seen the Usos on top. The Bludgeon Brothers need a shot because Eric Rowan's good, but Luke Harper is awesome. I, I just yes. I I don't know why Luke Harper isn't isn't do I don't know why they haven't just done more with Luke Harper because he's great. Um, and I think 
the Bludgeon Brothers as this sort of monster killer tag team that nobody can possibly dominate. It's all kinds of opportunities for for some team to actually take them out. And if you if you build the Bludgeon Brothers correctly starting here and starting as they did at Fast Lane by just wrecking the match, I think by and, and I've been watching way too much old Jim Crockett stuff, so all that's on my mind. You build up this monster heel, and then you're, you're able to use that to build a new baby face to take them out. And so I think, you know, putting the Bludgeon Brothers over gives you so many more opportunities down the road. All right. I'm going to completely disagree with both of you guys on this one, actually. Um <laughs> Because I feel Ooh, you're wrong. Because <laughs> I feel like the um, I feel like this is a case where we're this is a case we said earlier where they're going to screw it up. So I think that uh, the Usos oh. and the New Day are like some kind of uh, storyline psychological crutch for them in a way. And again, I go back to this is my old school sort of mentality where it's like you can't have new champions in every match. So champions have to retain in some of the matches. So this is a perfect opportunity for a champions retain match. Um, and with the idea, this is like typical to be uh, writing, it seems, with the idea that, yeah, fuck, the Bludgeon Brothers can win the tag titles on Tuesday. You know? Yeah. Uh, Just, that's, that's, you know that, yes. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. You know that's probably what they're thinking. They're like, you know, well, how do you use so a kind of a lifetime achievement, <laughs> lifetime achievement thing uh, yeah. for them, you know, or award for. A tremendous service. I guess they're like the longest, like, I guess you could call them like linear tag team in WWE history where they haven't broken up or gone single um, over like a decade. So, uh, yeah, on that, that's my theory. You're wrong, so. you're wrong, you're wrong, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> obsolete, obsolete. Obsolete. That's my theory. Watch, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, we need something special for SmackDown. What are we going to do for SmackDown? Then they're like, all right, we'll just have the Usos win on Sunday, and then the Bludgeon Brothers will get a, a straight tag match on Tuesday, and they'll win the titles. So that's my theory. Yeah. I hope all that right. doesn't happen because uh, I don't have enough paper towel to clean off the pizza I'll be throwing at the television. <laughs> well, I'm going to get kicked out of right. hotel for, like, screaming and other – hotel residents are <laughs> screaming at the TV, so. Oh, my God. All right. So, let me see. Next match. Now we're in the upper tier, I think, of the show. Um, we've, we've kicked all the all the other stuff is really on the undercard crap. So, um, who whose turn is it to pick? Someone needs to keep track of that for me. It's, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. All right. Um. This next match I'm really looking forward to because I am an absolute sucker for mystery partner matches. Um, and that is The Bar versus Braun Strowman, my personal favorite wrestler in the WWE right now, um, teaming with a mystery partner. So, Aaron, take it away on what I think is uh, a big, big match for WrestleMania. I I have – I'll be honest. I have no idea who the mystery partner is going to be. I um... – I, I, I literally don't know. Um, what I wanted to happen, and I guess from what I saw in Raw, is not going to happen. Is is I wanted I wanted Braun to win them win the title single handedly. That's I, I right. that they haven't done that in a long time, if ever. And uh, yeah, I know. While, I, yeah, that was just to jump in just quickly. Yeah, 
that's the exact same thought I had. That like I don't think I've ever seen a single wrestler in a monster role win the tag titles, and that's yeah, like it's like almost turned into like a handicap title. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's incredibly unique, I, I, and I wish they would do that. I, I think I think they should as much as that sort of thing brings back the, my actually what it brings back memories of is when the giant held both WCW tag titles in some sort of convoluted NWO feud storyline back in 1998. So there's a part of me like flashbacks <laughs> when I think about like one person holding the tag titles and it seems kind of, you know, Vince Russo-ish in a, in a, hmm. in a bad way, but he's Braun Strowman. I mean, he's, he's tipping over ambulances and surviving being crushed in a garbage truck or whatever. He should not need a partner. And I, I think making him get a partner diminishes him because Braun Strowman is Braun Strowman should be the only wrestler in the company. I, I think he'd run the whole company with Braun Strowman and a <laughs> bunch of local jobbers, you know, wherever they're doing TV. That, that, that's what I do. I just feel real radical. Is Braun Strowman beats up local indie guys every week. I'd watch that. I, I would absolutely watch that. So, that's what you, I'm, 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 so what do you what's your pick though? It is a very weird match to call because it's like my we don't even is, know who the fuck he's teaming up with. My pick is whoever Braun Strowman Braun Strowman wins. Whoever his partner is Braun Strowman okay. wins. That's that's my pick. That makes perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess I'll go next. I think on the predictions, unless Paul has a has an issue. I don't even remember the order. So, um. I do love a good mystery match. The the thing. My candidates, I guess, for the mystery partner, that's really the, the key to this match, um, are Ellsworth, possibly. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I could see them definitely doing that. Because like, then that would be kind of what you're talking about, where it's like Braun and a complete jobber are the tag champs. And like Braun just never tags him in. And then when you need to get the belts off of them, you could easily get them off by having uh, Ellsworth get pinned. Um, yes. That seems... That seems like a reasonable idea to me, um, and and totally in keeping with their ridiculous sense of comedy, because um, that's so that's so WWE comedy like just cheesy comedy, big guy, little little dwarf guy. Um, so that would be my thing. But I think you're right, absolutely. No matter what happens, I think Braun is going to win. Um, there's two directions you can go: that the comedy route, or Braun and like some kind of monster or legend. Because the other names I've heard bandied about are like Big Show, um, Rey Mysterio, which seems like stupid, uh, or Samoa Joe, which would be like cool, but I mean, what's the point? Why team up those two guys? Like they should be fighting each other, right? Yeah. So I, in my heart, I, I, in my mind, in the sense, I think it's like it. It just feels like a place where they'll plug Ellsworth into that spot for like a cheap laugh and then cheap comedy storylines for like. Until they want to move Braun to do something else, and they just have Ellsworth get pinned. Yeah, that Paul. Makes sense. I can't stand James Ellsworth, so uh, I, I just I don't even want to entertain that idea. But I like <laughs> the concept. So here's what I think will happen. And first, I'll tell you what I, I would do. I would have Braun win them by himself. So that's not going to happen. Fine. Right. I would then team him. My next best option would be to team him with a jobber. Here's how I would do it. I would literally have him pull somebody out of the crowd. I would have him walk oh, down wow. alone 
and some, you know, low-level wrestler from some developmental territory or NXT somewhere, you know, being the guy in the crowd, like Emma was all those years ago, and just pull pull him out of the crowd and say, fine, you. Cool. And then he just, as Aaron said, just stands on the edge of the ring and doesn't tag in. Fine. And you're the new tag team champions. So that's what I would do. Here's what the company's going to do. It's your new tag team champions, Braun Strowman and the Big Show. Because the Big Show has made it abundantly clear that he is going to be at WrestleMania. They are not going to stick him in the Battle Royal, which would be a waste of the Big Show. And uh, the only other place I can think of where they would put him would be as Braun Strowman's mystery partner because Vince McMahon loves his monsters. And that would be the monster tag team of all time, or at least one of them. So I think that's what's going to happen. Makes sense. Shades of like uh, Big Show and Kane. They were tag champs for a while, too. So he's Braun's the new Big Show Kane-style wrestler, for sure. Well, I I also don't think Braun's long for the tag team division. So it's not like they're going to bury him with the Big Show for six months. If they do this, I think it'll be a short thing. Uh, They'll either implode or something will happen. And then Braun will move on to where he's supposed to be, which is in the universal title scene. So this is kind of just a holding pattern for him. Yeah. We can hope. Yeah, I agree. They, yeah, exactly. It's a creative way to use them, though, because the bar is really boring as hell. So if they had, uh, if they were just like in a tag team match, a random tag match, it would be pretty boring. So at least this is intriguing in a sense. Well, the awesome thing would uh, be we'll if, see. if you had the, the awesome thing would be, and Aaron will like this, if you had the Big Show and Braun Strowman as your champions, and then they were dethroned by the Revival. Yes. Who Absolutely. Are, who are yeah, exactly. Super Definitely classic, but small guys. They're small guys, and somehow maybe Strowman walks out on Big Show, and the Revival managed to pin the Big Show and become the champs. I mean, the story opportunities are there, and I, I do think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, well, anybody the, can pin the, the Big Show. Be, with the Revival being what they are, they would, they would choose a body part and focus on that body part until the Big Show can no longer exactly. go on, because that's the way yeah, right. you tag team wrestle. Yep, that's right. Take out his knee and then work the leg for the whole month. He can't get back up. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the I'd be all for that. It better than anything is the revival managed by Jim Cornette. That's that needs <laughs> to happen at some point. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, they just need more like they should just start developing young managers. It's ridiculous they don't. Yeah. You know, just it's such a classic. You know that's hopefully. Let's cross our fingers. Let's hope that's next on the nostalgia kick. You know. I hope so. I I, I miss managers so much because some of these guys, you know, they need them. They, they need them, and the the whole like, the the whole scripting, the overly scripted way that things are now is just brutal for guys who aren't aren't you know actors and aren't didn't get into the business to, to read lines or, or to, to memorize lines and that sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Managers would be, would be good. All right. Now we've moved into the ladies division, women's division. I'm, I'm just, I'm old fashioned. What can I say? Uh, Charlotte versus Oscar. I start with that match. I, I alternate the raw and the uh, SmackDown. So uh, whose turn is it? My turn, my turn. All right. <laughs> See, it's not as easy to keep track of as you guys think. Uh, all right, uh, Paul, take it away. Charlotte versus Asuka. Cool. 
this should be the main event. And I'm not kidding. This should be the nope. main event. No offense to anybody yep. else. This match is awesome. And it's going to be a, uh, there's so much going on in this match uh, around it that this is storytelling gold. You've got Ric Flair's daughter. You've got the undefeated streak. I mean, that alone is kaboom. They're, they're two of the best wrestlers on the planet, not women wrestlers, wrestlers on the planet. Yep. They will put on an awesome show, and it'll be a show. Asuka will win, and I hope they do this. I really hope they do this because WrestleMania is where she should win the title and the streak should be broken. And the way to do that is to have Carmella cash in like a weasel on Asuka after she wins the title. And because you got to do something with Carmella and that money in the bank sooner or later. And Carmella becomes your new SmackDown women's champion after Asuka defeats Charlotte. That's how I would do it. To me, that is like simplicity in and of itself. You can't screw that up. And yet I suspect they're probably going to. So my prediction is they'll have Oscar win without a cash in, but I really hope Carmella cashes in because that, that just, Oh, that opens up so many possibilities that that would be awesome. Uh, all right, Aaron. I think Oscar wins. I want Carmella to cash in and get her face kicked off. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then nice. we end Money in the Bank, and we do not do Money in the Bank for at least five years because because it's, wow. it's become just stupid. It locks them into something that with, with the the on the fly style b- booking they've been doing. It, it's it's terrible. I, I think Carmella tries to cash in. Oscar murders her, and then Oscar, Oscar is off. No, no. no. All right. Well, so it seems like you, you both think that the briefcase yeah, will be in play, roads. though. We get to it. Well, yeah, and I think the way you beat Oscar, you don't beat her clean. She uses the briefcase to knock her out, like total weasel, and it's the only way you can beat Oscar. But at some point, uh, the streak has to end. You have to find I'm a way jo- to end the streak. <laughs> I see now. This is how you know we're in the big matches because there's, there's the, the debate. There's hot takes flying left and right. I <laughs> I agree in a sense. I, I think Paul is onto something in a sense, only because like what there's so much pressure now on this streak that like. They're just bound to not do it right. So the the Carmella gives you an escape plan where you can kind of like diffuse this thing that's gotten too big to the point where you're you know it's like people still aren't the, the, the debate the Undertaker streak ending to this day. So it's like and the Goldberg streak ending. So it's like uh, this streak has reached Goldberg. Yeah. yeah, it's reached the proportions of those two streaks. So it's like. We've seen how those ended, uh, so this might be the best way to, to to diffuse that situation. Although, personally, I want Asuka to just keep winning. I just want her to keep winning and dominating and move her over to SmackDown and let her just run through that roster, too, because she's just, she's just amazing. What, what I would say So my is, pick is, is Asuka to win, and I feel like I'm ho- I just hope they don't even get the money in bank involved. I don't. I hate it as in this instance with Carmella having it. So to me, it's like I, I, I would feel really bad if they ended the streak that way. Um, 
And I, many people would. That would be the thing. That that'll be debated to the end of time. But it's like I could totally see. I mean, it, it, it's the debate. What's the best way to end the streak? It's like this. Yeah. From what we've seen, I don't know. <laughs> we don't really know what the what the best way to end the streak is. What, what um, I, think I guess it made Lesnar. That's when when Paul said, you know, and I agree, you, know, you need to end the streak at some point. But uh, Carmella waffling her with the briefcase just just gives me flashbacks to Goldberg streak ending with Scott Hall's cattle prop. And yeah, exactly. And that yeah, was just just such the streak should end when it can make somebody else. And I. I I don't think Carmella is that person, and and I and it, it can end in a screw job. I'm fine with it ending in in a shady screw job way. I just think I I I just I can't stand Carmella. I I just I I thought Carmella was was great as Enzo and Big Cass's ballet. I I think that was I think that was her ceiling. Um, and and there are so many women on that roster who who could benefit from ending that streak, even in a shady, heelish way, that I, I just don't think Carmella is that person, or should be that person. Yeah, but for me, you gave her the Money in the Bank briefcase, and I get it, you guys don't like the Money in the Bank, fine, but it exists, and it's also not going anywhere. So, if you gave her the briefcase, she has to try and cash in. The time to do it is after Asuka has a, a brutal match against Charlotte, and they're both you know yeah. beat up. And then yeah, she comes grueling. in, yeah, she yeah. whacks, yeah, she whacks her, she wins like a weasel, and it gives, you know, Asuka some character development, like, now she has to wrestle with the streak being over, maybe she can go on to, like, I never really lost it fairly thing, and I'm going to kill you kind of thing, and you could have weeks, I could have, if you hate Carmella, I don't hate her, I quite like her, but if you hate her, then imagine what it would be like of having her being chased by Asuka, an angry Asuka, for weeks, and trying to weasel her way out of it and everything. And then finally, at a pay-per-view, Asuka gets her revenge. And she does what you want her to do, which is flatten Carmella in five seconds. I, to me, that, that would be fun. And it also ends the streak because I'm tired of them talking about it. Because they start debating things like, if Asuka loses in a three-way match or in a tag team match or in a battle royal, does that mean the streak ends? And they literally had that conversation the other night where Michael Cole, I yeah, think, was saying, yes, that. that means the streak would end. And Corey Graves was going, no, the streak wouldn't end. It's like, you guys don't even know anymore. Like, this, there's no yeah. narrative. Well, the problem is, is that she ends. already lost in a tag team match in NXT, like, yeah. at an NXT house show. Thank you. So it's like she... Thank you. Yeah. I know, so they should, but you know. I, for me, it's all about storytelling, and the storytelling. You shouldn't bring it like up. Carmella, <laughs> just yeah, but let's let's just end it. Let's move on. Let's give them all something interesting to do, and and maybe you know, I I, I would like to see because otherwise you're going to have to have somebody beat Oscar, and even if they use Weasley methods to do it, I don't see anyone on the roster that can do it clean without a ah, briefcase. All right, Paul. Well, there's there's. Uh, this is the perfect sort of way to end the this match, in a sense. Because my response to you from when you started was that uh, this could be the main event or should be the main event. If Asuka wins on Sunday and then just decimates SmackDown for the next year, you could main event next year's WrestleMania with Asuka versus Ronda Rousey. The oh. streak versus Ronda Rousey. Could she be the one who finally breaks the streak? At that point now, it's like almost four years long. 
Like, that is an epic match. You know how Aaron feels about Carmella? That's how I feel about Ronda Rousey. But I'll save that for later. (laughs) Right. I've got some things to say. Look, I'm no Ronda Rousey fan either, but if you're trying to put together, like, an epic uh, Uber match, like, that could main event WrestleMania, Asuka undefeated for, like, almost five years or whatever versus Ronda Rousey, Right, if we're having this conversation next year, Asuka has to beat Ronda. <laughs> she has to win, but she won't. Um, uh, and that'll be it'll be Roman Reigns all over again. All right, so that's the that's the Charlotte Asuka match. Next up is like a completely different match in a sense, but it's also in the women's division. It's the Raw Women's Title: Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. This is really uh, a storyline-driven match. Um, whose turn is it? Mine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I think it's – I was just about to say, I think it's clear Nia Jax has to win here. Um, yeah. But Alexa Bliss is the classic weasel character, so I could see her winning somehow. But for the happy ending and for, like I said earlier, you have the Usos and Miz retains, he can have matches like this. Nia Jax wins. Um, I'm a big Nia Jax fan, actually. They've done a good job of, like – they've actually kind of created a – a sympathetic character, like they really aren't very good at ever doing, in a sense. Like uh, they've just really done a good job with her character. So I think that uh, she's kind of like what I think they wished they could have turned China into. So I think that uh, I think she'll win the title, and you know, I guess we'll run roughshod over uh, overall for a while. I think it'll be a good match. I think it'll be like a cartoonish, old school style, like. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I mean, I think we can all imagine what the match will be. Alexa Bliss running away. She'll charge into her at one point and miss. Alexa Bliss will take advantage. Nia Jax will come back and win Big Pop. So I think it'll be a fun match, though. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So Nia Jax wins the title. That's my pick. Who's who's up? I, I think I, I think I am. Um, I agree. Nia Jax go. just needs to win. Um, I love Alexa Bliss. I, my, my wife is annoyed with how much I love Alexa Bliss. Um, she's ama- my, yeah, my she's amazing. My she's, wife's a little yeah. concerned about how much I love Alexa Bliss. Um, my my <laughs> Amazon Echo, I have to mute whenever the show's on because it says Alexa and it pops up. Um, but uh, what I would like to see is, is from what I saw in Raw, there's still this little sort of pseudo-alliance between Alexa and Mickey James a bit. Right. And what I would like to see is, is Mickey James um, costing Alexa the title by just waffling her and getting revenge for Alexa Bliss's oh, all the shit she said m- months ago. So that that's that would be I'd a like great payoff. Yeah, because then and then we can we can do some Alexa Bliss and Mickey James stuff because Mickey James is great too. Um, but uh, Nia Nia is great. I, I think the I, I think they they've done a good job with her. Um, after some some false starts, but I, I think that's the way it, it's going to go, and that's the way it, I, I think it. I don't know how else it could go other than Nia. Went. Yeah, I think she's a uh, she's a unique and special character. I like her a lot. She's a uh, you know yeah. she's so different from everybody else, and they she's a, like very well rounded character in a sense. And that sounds like I'm making a fat joke, but I'm not. She's she's <laughs> she's a really <laughs> She's a really – there's depth to her character, way more depth to her right. than, like, some of these other, you know, Mandy Rose or whatever, who we don't yeah. know anything about. Uh, Paul? 
Okay, uh, so clearly I have strong opinions on all of these matches. Uh, so let me just say, this has been the worst build-up to any WrestleMania match I can remember. Uh, not in wrestling terms. The fat-shaming angle is, yeah. has no place anymore. Uh, making Nia Jax weak and having her cry. I like character development. Love it. But for those reasons, no. It makes no storyline sense because Mickey James built her career previously on, you know, sort of, even though she wasn't fat, I mean, not even close. Yep. She was involved in those kinds of angles, and yep. now she's the bad girl. Exactly. They have yes. written themselves into a horrible Lone Ranger, and the other Texas Rangers just rode into the Box Canyon, and they're all going to die, cul-de-sac. And so here's the way they, they get out of it. Nia Jax has to win. Duh. But it has, if I'm writing, the only way I get out of this is I have Mickey James turn on Alexa Bliss and say, basically, Listen, I've had to listen to you, put her down for all this time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was just humoring you. I had to go through all this, and she helps out Nia Jax. Not that Nia Jax needs it. But even that doesn't satisfy me. And what you've done when Nia Jax wins is I'm not going to say you've ruined her character, because I don't think you have. But I think they've taken her to a place that's going to – that has hurt her character. And uh, really? so this is the match. This is the match I care least about on the card. And I love Alexa. Wow. Bruce, and I, I, and I like Nia Jax. I think she's got potential. I just think the writing on this has been terrible and offensive, frankly, and I want it over and done. Wow. And I never want to see this again. So, yeah. I, wow. Um, I'm, surpri- I'm yeah, surprised I'm by your strong sport. feelings about this. I, 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 as, as, as callous as this sounds, I think I've, gotten to the point in life where like wrestling almost can't offend me because they've done so many <laughs> offensive things that I've given them a pass, you know, I've given them, <laughs> I've given them a lifetime pass for offensive shit. Cause it's like, they, they just, an, it's, it's just an offensive form of storytelling. <laughs> that's just, that's just sadly the way it is. Um, but Aaron, you were saying, I, um, when I was watching raw, I, uh, I was actually in and out during the, uh, but I saw there was a, a, a promo with Alexa and Mickey, and I, I noticed, I, I thought I caught a bit of fat joke, but I wasn't sure enough to say something until Paul brought up that it was, it clearly had been a thing. And and that is, is I mean, regardless of wrestling being offensive and this not being a good look for them, um, what Paul said about sort of the the, you know, Piggy James angles, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, you know, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that she would just be like, ha 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 about it now. Um, so right, there right. has to be, there has to be some sort of turn and it's, it, 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 Nia Jax has to win. And I, yeah, of course. Well, I, I want think... to think this company will do that, but no. Well, just ask I yourself this question, guys. Would they have booked any major male wrestler with this kind of storyline? And the answer is the answer is no. So if you if you really believe now, if you don't care about the woman's revolution, if it's all just lip service and who gives a fuck, then fine, do whatever you want, and I won't watch. But if you actually really do care about the women's revolution, um, then this has been a horrible storyline, and somebody, Stephanie McMahon, somebody should have stopped it and said, look. We need to do something else to make these characters. There are better ways we can tell this story, and this is not this is not part of the new order. 
And so they're kind of conflicted here because you've got this great match between Oscar and Charlotte that has been told. That's a match that's been told in the way any male match would be told. And two great warriors going, you know, head to head. I was going to say mano y mano, but whatever. Meanwhile, <laughs> the uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax match has been told the way they used to tell matches 10 years ago, um, even though they're yeah. two wonderful performers. And so that's what offends me on multiple levels. Not, you know, just, I guess not just the fact that it's terrible storytelling. <laughs> I guess my only, I'll put, to play devil's advocate, I guess, does it change? What, does, it doesn't change your opinion, though. That this is you're you're looking at this as, at the three quarter mark of the story, and that like in their minds, it's like she's enduring all this abuse because now she's going to triumph at WrestleMania and overcome the fat shamer. So you're saying like that the nope. that just to do a story like that is offensive. Because I'm sure that's yep. their perspective. I'm sure they're saying, well, hey, she's going to beat her at the end. She's going to beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss. So. You know, the, yeah, the, the, the victim of the bullying triumphs over the bully. That's their, you know. So you're saying just don't do yeah, a fucking don't. storyline like that. Nope. Don't yeah. buy it. And, uh, um, yeah. I was, I was going right, to well. ask Booker T how that worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no. I don't I, I don't disagree with that at all, yeah. I'm I'm just sort of like, I'm sure that's the way they see it. You know, and I'm sure that's the way Michael Cole will play it up uh, on 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 Raw the next night. You know, uh, well they they tell as they say they like to they say they they make movies. They don't uh, <laughs> they're not wrestling. They they make movies. I hate that. So, so this is this is their. I'm sure that there's like some fucking mandate in a way where it's like they're paying more attention to these women's storylines. They're going to be. They're, they're going to be really bad ones, too. Um, all right, so now we're into the two world title bouts. We're near the end, guys. This is, a, this is, this is an endurance on par almost with WrestleMania itself. Um, AJ Styles, Nakamura uh, for, the, for the real world championship, in my opinion, the, uh, the lineal WWE title, SmackDown championship for those uh, who are t- too young to care. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to say. This, I think it's going to be a really good match. Um, I think uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. If they just get out of the fucking way and just let these guys, if they just go, hey, you have 20 minutes, go do this match. I think it'll be really amazing. Um, I hope that's what they do. It seems really like it seems like one of these things you can't fuck up. So um, I hope and pray that they don't. And I think that they'll probably put the belt on Nakamura. At least give him sort of like a. Uh, Again, like a lifetime achievement type thing. Give them give the belt, like, maybe through SummerSlam or something like that. So, that's my pick. I think it'll be a great match. I'll predict also that I think maybe it won't be the best match of the night. I think, actually, the Charlotte-Oscar match might might be better than that. And kudos. I, I can't get over how they've, uh, how they've made Nakamura and Oscar like, two of these, like, top-notch A-level stars. It's really amazing, uh, given how badly they screw up these kind of things. But they have. So my pick, Nakamura, I think it's going to be a great match. I'm, that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to, because I have the highest hopes uh, for something spectacular. But we'll see. Uh, Aaron? I think that it makes sense that Nakamura wins. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
However, and I'm going to sort of pull a Tim Banal here, I don't see there them switching I don't see them switching both top titles on the show. Um mm. I, I, I just don't. And I think that I can easily see I mean, Paul's Carmella sort of fanfic aside, I I, <laughs> I see somebody saying we can't have two Japanese champs. And so uh, I, I yeah. my 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 pick is uh my pick is Styles. I, I think Styles is gonna win this. I think it's going to be an incredible match. I think Nakamura is going to come as close as it is possible to be without actually winning. But I think Styles is gonna is gonna retain. I'll just jump in in response quickly before I kick it to Paul. Um you kinda of, I, I in a sense you kinda of won me over just because it bears noting they've only fought once, and Nakamura won that match, so I almost have a feeling like they're going to have a classic match and Styles will win, and then they need a rubber match to see who's the best because they've only fought twice. Yep. So, yep. Um, and like you said, uh, in a, uh, actually, yeah, you weren't referencing my other thing, but yeah, somebody has to – you have to have some retentions. Yeah, you did mention that, yeah. So it's like that That seems like another match where you'd easily uh, pencil in somebody retaining the title. Um, Paul? Yeah. Um, I think Styles wins. I think Styles should win because I was a huge Nakamura fan in NXT. I think he's been a colossal disappointment. It's not all his fault, but um, in the big show. and But a lot of it's his fault. I think he's lazy sometimes. And I, when he came up, I told my brother, who's also a big wrestling fan, I said, you watch Shinsuke Nakamura, within a year, is going to be world champ, and he's going to be a massively overstar. And I don't think either of those two things are going to happen. I think his, I think his moment's passed. I think he's an upper mid-carder at best, and some of that's on him and some of that's on the company. I agree with Aaron, too, that I don't think they're going to put the title. I still think Carmella wins, but I don't think they're going to put the title <laughs> on two, let's just say foreign wrestlers. Um, and Styles is so massively over. I think he's got the organic popularity that somehow I think Nakamura, ha- he hasn't translated quite as well to the big stage as I think they thought he would. So for all of those reasons, I think uh, the right call is AJ Styles. And I also think that's the call WWE is going to make. Yeah. So listening to you guys, I've kind of been won over in a sense because my heart is with Nakamura, but it's been – a very rocky road over the last year, and uh, I didn't really get the sense that they were really behind him till uh, till till the Royal Rumble when he won. And it's like, I just yeah, he, he, I don't think he can carry SmackDown, so it's not he's not really the ideal guy to be the the face of the brand. Well, here's the, he here's can't really cut promos or anything. No, he needs a manager. Here's a question though: if Shinsuke, if they weren't going to have Shinsuke Nakamura be Jinder Mahal and take the title. Do you think they're going to put him yeah. over AJ Styles at WrestleMania? I don't. If you were going true. to give Shinsuke the title, the time to do it was to get it off Jinder Mahal. I like Jinder, but when you needed to get the title off Jinder Mahal, and yet he lost to Jinder Mahal. And I don't think they've rehabilitated him enough to, for him to be a credible title holder who beats AJ Style, Styles. And this is going to be AJ Styles' WrestleMania moment. He's going to hold the title at WrestleMania and cement his legend as one of the great performers of all time. Because I do think they'll yep. have a good match. I think I think Styles can pull a good match out of anyone. Shinsuke has the ability to do, have a great match. I just think sometimes he's lazy. And I think Styles will pull out a great match from him. 
but he goes right. over in the end. But it'll be a really good match. Yeah, like I said, if they give him 20 minutes and get the fuck out of the way, I think they'll have a good match. If it's like, uh, I think they'll. Th- that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know. And then uh, Carmella it, cashes in on AJ. They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. Unreal, Donald Trump, uh, one of the Hulkamaniacs. There he is right there, Hulkamaniac. You really think so? Absolutely. Um, all right, now we're up to the most contentious match of the night. Uh, I'll try to keep, I'll try to keep us churning along here because we've already hit the ninety-minute mark. Um, uh, Brock versus Roman Reigns. I put this fourth from the top uh, for a reason because I think it's the fourth most important match because there's three other matches that are, I think, uh, as I said, the spectacle matches that are better. Um, I don't really. I think it's going to be a good match. Actually, who who's supposed to go? Does it even matter? I think Paul. Paul. There you go, Paul. Yeah, Brock. Yeah, good because Paul has a lot. <laughs> Paul has many opinions. So, so <laughs> Paul, uh, Brock versus Roman. This is the person. <laughs> oh God! All right, everybody, have a seat. Brock versus Roman. Paul, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Roman Reigns wins. Roman Reigns should win, and I think he'll have a good title run. Um, I like Roman Reigns. I think he's the future of the company, or one of the futures. I think they need to tweak a few things, but I think he's going to have a good, nice, long career. Maybe not Cena-esque, but, you know, Hall of Fame career. Now, Brock Lesnar. Uh, so stop booing Roman Reigns, people. I mean, he works hard. I saw, I've seen him live. The guy works hard, and he's, he's great with the kids and the crowd. I mean, Roman Reigns is a true professional. I blame the writers as much as anything else. Brock Lesnar. Ah, I have conflicting views on Brock Lesnar. On the one hand, he's been a terrible champion. Terrible, because you've got the top belt in the company, and he never defends it on TV. He never shows up, usually on TV. When he does, he never says anything. Now, all of that aside, he's a monster. He's a beast. He's been really good for the WWE. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to ever have a beer with him, but he has done really good work over the last three or four weeks in, in selling this match and in also turning the crowd just a bit into cheering for Roman Reigns, which I actually didn't think was possible. I thought Roman Reigns would have to go heel in order for him to get over. I think actually beating uh, Lesnar, if they do it right, and if Reigns you know, doesn't seem like a Superman, but he's the plucky underdog who overcomes, uh, I, I think Reigns, this could be what gets him over in an organic way. And if, it, if that happens, then full credit to Brock Lesnar for making it happen, because he will have done the company a favor on his way out the door. So, so yeah, that's what I think will happen. 
I think Roman Reigns will win. I think Roman Reigns should win. I think, I think if you're, and my biggest problem with Roman Reigns isn't like like Paul said, isn't with Roman Reigns. It's with the writing. Um, I think if you're going to, if you've decided that he is the guy, then book him like he's the guy. And right. they've never successfully done that. And as, although I will say, in my little headspace, headcanon fan fiction world. Um, in some way, Seth Rollins tries to interfere and Roman punches him out. I, I would just like to see that happen, just to. <laughs> but um, I, I think I think Roman wins. I think Roman should win. I think Brock goes back to Saskatchewan and, and punches Bears or whatever it is he does. But um, I, I think he needs to go. And I think I agree. Roman or Brock's been a, a, a terrible champion. I, I think the luster has been off him during the, the most of this last year. Yeah, this year run. he's I, been I, diminished I, this year. Yeah, and, and I, I think he just needs to he, he needs to, to, to go. And and whether or not he signs another contract with, with the WWE or goes back to UFC or whatever, I, I just think he needs to go away for a while and come back whenever, if he comes back. Because he's old. He's like my age, and, and I'm like 92, it feels like. <laughs> but... Um, you know, he, he needs to go away for a while. It, it's amazing how somebody can be there that seldom but still feel like he needs to go away. And, and that's yeah. how I feel about Brock. And I love Heyman, and I would like to see Heyman do something more, but every time they tried to, to put Heyman with somebody else, it's, it's kind of sucked. I'm remembering Cesaro yeah. being a Paul Heyman guy. I'm like, oh, God. Curtis um, Axel. But yeah. Yep. I, 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 Curtis, oh, Curtis Axel. Um, why isn't he in the, the battle royal? Um, I was thinking that earlier when we were talking about the Miz. Yeah, match. I assume the Mr. Hawkins. Rock will be in the battle royal. They better be. They're going to add yeah, Kurt Hawkins will be in to there. the. It's going to be Curtis Hawkins. Axel, Roman Reigns, and Brock. Oh, God. <laughs> I would. That, oh, man. That would, that would, that would, that would draw. Um, I think that uh, I, I would like to see I would like to see Roman Reigns win 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 convincingly win clean and then get into a feud with somebody worth having a feud with after WrestleMania, which means they will have him feud with Kane because uh, <laughs> Kane but, is always um, yes yes yeah, Kane I, is always I, the post WrestleMania opponent for whoever wins the title. I still remember. I still remember them just wasting Daniel Bryan on that Kane feud after WrestleMania years ago. But um, I think that uh, I think that Roman Reigns. It's it's time for a coronation that actually feels like a coronation instead of these half-assed coronations yeah. they've done in previous years. I'm pretty much in agreement so with both Tim of you guys. Goes, yeah. Can I can I have one other prediction here to this? Uh, the only sure. time I want to see Brock Lesnar ever again is when they induct him to the Hall of Fame, where he belongs. He's, a, he's yep. an all-time Hall of Famer. But yep. I, I don't need to see him come back. Maybe I'll change my mind in two years. But I think we've seen the best of Brock Lesnar. And kudos to him, but you know, have Paul Heyman induct him into the Hall of Fame. But Paul Heyman, you're, you're right. There's, there's nobody else he can manage except Brock Lesnar and... Oh, wait, Ronda I have my headphones on so you can't hear it. No, everybody thinks so. CM Punk. I believe CM Boom. Punk oh, yeah. will return right. to, yeah. to the WWE. Yeah. And I, I'm not, not today, not tomorrow, but I think that's going to happen. 
and uh, the money will just be too much to pass up, and Heyman will come back as Punk's manager. And imagine how the crowd pops when Punk's music hits after CM or after Heyman comes out in a year or a year and a half and says, "I'm back, and I have a new client. You might re- you might remember him." <laughs> yeah, so that's what I think happens with Heyman down the road. I, All right. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I want out of this company. If, if I could have yeah, one thing, great. I want I want CM Punk back, and I want yeah. it to happen in Chicago. Sure, pay him, that sell him the cool. money because for for Punk, it's all about the money. I think, and maybe a bit of the respect. So pay him the money, settle the lawsuits. You know, if you have to admit maybe you were wrong, do that too. But it's so much money for the WWE. I don't know how they could pass that up, and I don't yep. think they will. At some point, they'll do a deal. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, they're probably just waiting it out until he, uh, you know, until they see some kind of cracks in his facade. Um, all right, as far as the Brock Roman match, I like uh, obviously Roman. Uh, I mean, you guys pretty much talked about most of the stuff here. Uh, to me, it's just like it's just funny that Paul talks, and I'm not. This isn't a, a slam on you, Paul, but it's like. Are they going to make, I think we, but both of you guys said this kind of, where it's like, are they going to make Roman the future of the, of the WWE, future WWE? It's like, if you look at his record, dude, he beat Undertaker last year at WrestleMania. He beat Triple H the year before, and the year prior to that, he took Lesnar to the limit, and then uh, Seth Rollins weaseled his way in and stole the title. So it's like, he's not the future. He is the fucking WWE at this point. So they might as well just, like Aaron was saying, just go with it. And see what happens. I think the problem, though, is like just that they, they, they've gone with it already, like two or three different times at bad times, and messed it up. And it's like this is. I was thinking about this today actually because I wanted to bring it up for this show. When he wins the title, if he wins the title, WrestleMania won the world title. So it's like all this talk about this is going to be his coronation. It's like he's already won the Royal Rumble. This is the fourth. He won the wrestle. He won the world title at WrestleMania in Dallas two years ago. Beating Triple H, so yeah. it's like they need to like get over this. I think it's like their own compulsion to like establish him. He's established, dude. He's established. So let's just move to I don't know what. You know, I think the 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 talk, I guess, or people have speculated this, like Roman versus Cena next year at WrestleMania, where it's like, do they move him oh. now into the role where Cena was when Cena fought The Rock? Like are we, are we, we're getting closer and closer to that. I mean, he's been the main event of WrestleMania for like this is his fourth year running. So, uh, I think yes, this will be the coronation. But in a sense, uh, I mean, did it just kind of like run him into the ground already with storylines and shit? He's already fought everybody. Who are they going to like bring over? Uh, Baron Corbin. Well, it's pro. It's it's pro wrestling. Everybody's already fought everybody. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's. There's still tons that they can do with him, um, but he's the guy, but he's not the guy. And I think right. this will be where they make him the guy because only two guys have ever beaten the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And so this is – I would have made more of this, frankly, than they have. So this is the rubber match. This is where we decide who is the best of all time in terms of people right. who beat the re- beat the Undertaker. Triple H never beat him. Shawn Michaels didn't beat him. You know, you get down the list. Kane didn't beat him. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. Other no, guy I, I agree in a sense. Right. Like, this is the culmination. This is like, this is, this is like the last, I don't know, the last dragon to slay, right? I mean, this yeah. seems, there's nothing else this guy can do to be, to, to be, establish himself as the A number one guy. But, yeah, but it, Braun Strowman be, and Roman. Yep. 
I was just going to say, here's some ideas for you over the next two years. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, love to see that again. Haven't had enough. Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, awesome, yeah. no problem. I'm, I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah, no, I don't um, disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I just think, like, in Bowden, you know. You know, there's lots of guys, so. I, just, I guess what Cesaro. I'm saying is, like, the idea. I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, the idea that, like, I guess the clock is already ticking. He's already done four years on top. So it's like the idea that he's the future, it's like, yeah, he's the future for, like, five more years. You know what I mean? It's like they already, they're, they're already burning through that. So they should stop trying to establish him and just ride, just ride it out now. But I think, they're, I think they're, I, that's I, where I they're agree. at now. Yeah, fair enough. I just think this will be the moment where they start riding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds I, I, wrong. I think- I think with regard to Paul's, he's the guy but not the guy thing. It just it just occurred to me that what it reminds me of, and I'm not comparing, you know, talent or anything, but it reminds me of Bret Hart at WrestleMania 10 getting the title mm-hmm. from Yokozuna. He, he'd already had the title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Redemption, you yeah. Know, he beat fucking Ric Flair, you know? He'd already had a title run that almost nobody really remembers. I mean, oh, he won the title at a taping in Saskatoon or something that was only on a Coliseum video. But, you know, he, Bret Hart wasn't the guy until WrestleMania 10, until that, that 94, 95 run. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't world champion Bret Hart, you know, even though he was a two-time champion at that point. There has to be a point at which, at which you, you, make, you make him the guy. Yeah. And it's just like, first like of Daniel Bryan say... was world heavyweight champion, but what was his moment? His moment was WrestleMania 30, right? Yeah. So I agree with that. That's sort That's of right. making yeah. him the, the guy, but not the guy. I'll just say, Aaron, you're obsessed with Saskatchewan, and that's disturbing. And <laughs> the other, that's, you've just made two more Saskatchewan references in casual conversation than most Canadians ever do in a year. And the, the second thing I'll say is Roman Reigns could go two ways. Um, I could see him being the next John Cena and not in the, you know, he's not Cena, but that level of star. And I can also see him being the next Randy Orton, which is a really good wrestler who has a really good run and wins lots of titles. But you know what? He's never the guy. Somebody else becomes yeah. the guy. And yeah. Roman Reigns could, could still go one of those two ways. And honestly, I think a lot of it hinges on what he does this weekend and how that match goes how it's perceived. Is it a good match, a bad match? You know, will Brock really put him over? Like, I mean, really sell and put him over. Can Roman put himself over? I, this this is a career-making match for Roman Reigns. He, he's already got a great career. He'll be fine. But is he Randy yeah, Orton yeah. or is he John Cena? And that ha- they'll decide that, I think, this weekend. Wow. That's a really, that's a really good analogy because one, one thing about, about Roman, and I I, I – I, I'm not going to say I like him. I will say he is a very good WWE wrestler. But he yeah, he's very Randy w- Orton-esque. He's, he's like that JBL thing where it's like if you built a superstar from the ground up, that's exactly what Roman Reigns is. Exactly. He is, he is a corporate product. And I think the way they booked him really emphasizes that, that he is the face of the company that they want. And I think that it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, they, 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 in one way or another, have pushed him as Roman Reigns' WWE product. And there's been these, these other guys who have come up, like AJ Styles, who, who have come up in the meantime, who have a more organic sort of appeal. And I, what, I, what I'm 
what I'm interested to see this weekend is if Roman can overcome the 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 corporate shaping of his career and be and connect with the people on that level. And and I yes. think I think that the John Cena Randy Orton thing is a really good good analogy because I was I was watching on the network the um photo shoot episode with Jim Cornette and one of the pictures they put up for him to react to was the prototype John Cena in OVW and they had some clips of of Cena and Randy Orton in OVW back in like 2000 2000 2001 and you could just tell Randy Orton was this this like third generation cookie cutter guy and Cena just had it you know Cena just just exuded this connection with the crowd, mm-hmm. and I, I think that the analogy of of is Reigns going to be a Cena or an Orton is is perfect. Well, there you go, Paul. Very I nice. I, ag- I agree because it was my analogy. So I know that's why, I yeah, even, that's why I'm putting you over, Paul. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I like yeah. it. I think it'll be a good match, uh, wrestling wise. Just a brute versus a brute match. So we'll yeah. we'll move on from that one. Um, I'm going to shift the actual uh, timeline of matches here because I, I think this one fits better next. Um, and I actually forgot it originally when I wrote the list. That's how uh, – well, this is a late edition. Zane and Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. And I think it's necessary to point out the caveat that uh, Zane and Owens must win to get their jobs back. So that's a – that, that that should have some bearing on the finish. And I guess I'll start. I don't know how this order is going anymore. So um, I think it's my turn, though, actually. Uh, yep. And I, based on that caveat, I have to go with Zayn and Owens in some kind of – I think this is going to be the – I think this is going to be like a WrestleMania moment match. I think maybe Shane McMahon will turn on Daniel Bryan or something will happen to cost their side the match and Zayn and Owens will win. Or maybe maybe Shane McMahon will lose. I don't know. You know, something's going to happen. I'm expecting this match to have some kind of shenanigans, I guess is what I'm saying. So I, by virtue of the stipulation, I'm picking Zayn and Owens to win. I think it'll be a great match. I'm really looking forward to it. The reason I moved it in the order uh, to Soapbox, in a sense, is just because you somebody mentioned uh, these organic people that come up. Daniel Bryan is like he should have been the face of, of the show. Like, he, he connected with the audience so well that, like, you go with that when it works. And the, their attitude, I think, was like, he's too small and weird-looking. And it's like, dude, from Hulk Hogan to Stone Cold, man, you don't know who's – the next guy is, like, the most opposite of who you just had as your biggest star. So it's like you got Hulk Hogan, then you have Stone Cold and The Rock, and, like, the most opposite is, like, Daniel Bryan. It just makes perfect sense. That's always how it's worked. So – I hope that he can come back and actually fulfill what I think is his chance to, like, be the guy. But I have a feeling that, like, tragically he'll never get the chance to really be that guy. But I'm, I, I've been very intrigued by the fact that he's back, and I think it's going to be a great match when he's in the ring. And people will be, like, holding their breath and watching just to see what what it's like. So it's uh, it's going to be quite the spectacle in a sense. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think Zayn and Owens are going to win just because uh, – they pretty much telegraphed it with that stipulation. I don't see why they even... So, who's next? I think I am. Um, what there I want to see... 
and and and, and this is <laughs> this is what it's going to. I I, I I I honestly I think it is my turn. But um, I know I, I thought it was. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> What what I think will happen is because of that stipulation and because it is the holy and righteous thing to do, Daniel Bryan will turn heel, take out Shane McMahon, and we have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan running roughshod over SmackDown because be because awesome. that that company ignored all of those doctors who cleared Daniel Bryan for how many years, and then finally said, oh okay yeah I guess you're okay. So there's there's a story there. There's this sort of the sort of indie darling triumvirate, there, it, it, it just it just works, um, it just works. Um, so with the, it works with the stipulation, it works with the the concussion brain damage clearance storyline, it works with the company having to be almost you know forced at gunpoint to make Brian something other than a guy who's going to fight Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, you know it, it's. It just needs to happen that way. And and heel Daniel Bryan, people forget how good heel Daniel Bryan is. I think or they'll just indeed heel uh, yeah, Bryan I, Danielson. I agree with everything you're saying. I think it uh, that that would be the right thing to do. Um, I just wonder if they could even keep him heel. I want to see him versus AJ Styles. So if he turns heel, that actually oh, will happen sooner, yeah. sooner than That's later exactly, if AJ retains. Exactly. So. I would I would be all for that. It's interesting. It's just a weird – the whole thing with him coming back right at the last minute now is just like – it throws a whole monkey wrench in the whole league in a sense because it's like, we're, yep. all right, you just got an A-list star back. Like, where are you going to put this guy? It's very interesting. I'm sure Paul well, has an opinion on all of this. So. Because that, you get over by putting somebody oh, in this man. So that's <laughs> – Exactly. Well, that gives you the rub. That makes you uh, that makes you a true superstar. Look at look at Triple H. Yep. Uh, <laughs> All right, Paul. What what are your thoughts on this this uh, intriguing SmackDown match with the general manager and the uh, and the McMahon? So I've always thought that Daniel Bryan's a little overrated, which is not to say that he's not great. It's just to say that he's not God. And I think the time away has has built this legend. He he was getting over. He was certainly over. Um, you know, I was one of the last holdouts on Daniel Bryan. Not that I think like Vince McMahon, but I, I I thought he could be a title holder. I just didn't think he, and I still don't think he ever could have been the guy. Now, You're wrong. having said all that, having said no, all I think that, he sure, could he could be. be he, he's he mankind, be for, dude. He's he, mankind. He, he, <laughs> he could be for the internet wrestling community, but I, you know, in terms of what the WWE does, and I know you guys won't like it, but as a giant multinational billion-dollar corporation, um, I always thought his ceiling was limited to being kind of, you know, the under guy, the second guy, uh, the mankind, because mankind was never the guy. Mick was never the right, guy. No. He was always the number but, two yeah, or three man, guy. He was so, always like right in the mix, you know, in the top. Yeah. Frame. No problem. So, yeah. I just, but he wasn't the guy who was in company. And he was the guy who was helping the guy who was carrying the company. And that's cool. And that's a great role to be in. And I think that's, you know, Brian's role. I think it's even more his role now because I still, I'm not completely convinced that even though he's been cleared, the company believes that he can be what he used to be. And I'm still for good. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. in the back. I have a feeling he'll be, like, oh, he'll be like not cleared anymore by summer. Yeah. Yeah. So what has to happen is Tim, you're right. Owens and Zane have to win because the stipulation is there. So then the only way that that makes sense to me is if one of the other two guys turns heel, 
I know you guys would love to see heel Brian. They won't do it. I don't think they should do it. The crowd wants to cheer him. Um, they will turn McMahon heel because he's a McMahon. Yeah. And because as much as we all hate the authority storyline, it's built for a McMahon. And Shane can do it. And I kind of want to see Shane as a heel because I don't think he's a very good face, frankly. No. And then Brian, Brian can be the plucky underdog, which is the role that got him where he is. And yeah, that's and with AJ Styles. Yeah. Right. And and it, th- that yeah. if they did it right, it could be a corporate faction led by Shane with Zane and Owens and stuff, and Brian fighting sort of a plucky resistance. I'd, I'd actually like to see that, and especially if they could do it right. And Brian remains the general manager, and he only wrestles occasionally in really big moments. Cool. Oh, that would be interesting. That's, that's safe for him. Um, I think maybe if he proves that he can do that, they could work him into a more full-time schedule maybe. So th- I, I think that's what they're going to do. Shane O'Mac uh, turns heel. And I would go along with you, Aaron. I actually like Daniel Bryan as a heel. I think that'd be fun. Except when they did, when they had, when they had Zayn and Owens beat him down, from a storytelling point of view, I, don't think, I, I just don't see how two or three weeks later, whatever it is, you have Daniel Bryan suddenly side with them. I, uh, that to me, yeah. you know, I don't. I don't know. If they hadn't done that, I'd agree with you. I'd say that was a real possibility. But they did it, and I just don't see... I think Brian gets blindsided by Shane McMahon, and Shane goes, you've always been a pest. You've always been a pain in the McMahon's ass. I know my dad hated you, my sister hated you, and I understand why now. And uh, you know, so, makes, like, screw you. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. Thank you, yeah. Paul. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> Well, you'll hit, see it'll all my, the wheels come off my truck when we get to the uh, John Cena match. So, because you guys will just my prediction will you you won't buy it. So, let me think of anything else to say about this. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say about the uh, the Daniel Bryan match. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, the next thing on the list, the second to last uh, match, quote unquote, is John Cena versus Undertaker. Um, now there's speculation that this is not even going to be a match, that it's going to be a segment, um, that they're going to like have some kind of brawl or some shit and not actually have a match, which they've done before with The Undertaker and other people in the past. Um, so I don't even know. Paul, you, 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 you intimated that you have passionate feelings about, <laughs> about this Cena vs. Undertaker match. I'm just more disappointed because I was on board with this storyline until Monday when I figured – that all these weeks were going to build up to the Monday Night Raw when he would call him out and call him out and finally Undertaker would answer and the crowd would go absolutely bananas and it didn't happen. And it's like, if you're saving that for WrestleMania, it just doesn't feel the same, man. Like, we need to yeah. know what's going to happen. So, if they, if, if, if the, clearly the plan is for some kind of payoff at WrestleMania, which leads me to think segment, um, maybe even leading to those two fighting at next year's WrestleMania or some shit. Um, that's my concern. If it's an actual match, somehow Undertaker should win. There's no, you know, there's no question about that. John Cena's been the heel in this whole thing, calling him out. So Undertaker comes out, answers him. You know, if that could be the segment, Undertaker comes out, punches him three, four, five times, does the old school tombstone, celebrates. You know, I think that's probably what may happen, but we'll see. Uh, all right, Paul, you have said you have a crazy prediction. So what do you think? I do. Well, okay, actually, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't care. I never want to see the Undertaker <laughs> wrestle again. 
Ever. Thank you. Ever, 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 ever. Ever. And there's no reason to have this match. I Kudos to John Cena. He's done really good work. He's been on top of his game. Um, I, I think he's been great. But you're right, Tim, not paying it off on Monday Night Raw, uh, if you're going to try and pay it off Sunday, was a terrible mistake. So I have a, a, a hypothesis. Like Skagnetti in Aliens with Knives, Tim, I have a hypothesis. Yeah. And this is, this is what I would do. So I, the, the, the hamster is spinning, as Jimmy Corderas would say. The Undertaker will appear. Yes. The Undertaker will appear, but he will say something along the lines of, and I, you know, I don't know what he'd say, but something like, you've got it all wrong, John. I, I mean, I, I'm done. I've done everything I want to do, but I'm not the coward here. You are. You're the coward because all you want to do are, is fight other legends. You don't want to fight new guys. You don't want to take the next generation. All you want to do is fight somebody who's already retired. Well, guess what? I've got somebody for you to fight. My days are over, but I have somebody new. And I want to see Aleister Black come out and kick John oh. Cena's ass. Oh. Because every, Wrestle, every WrestleMania should have an NXT guy debut and make his mark. You, Aleister Black is a superstar in, like, he is gold. And if you want to make him, send him out as the Undertaker's chosen one and have him decimate John Cena. And boom. You make out he is a made man after that on the main roster. And then the Undertaker, instead of being this fifty one year old guy who nobody's gonna believe he can beat Cena, but even if he even so Cena beats him, who cares? Undertaker beats Cena, who cares? They fight in the crowd, who cares? The Undertaker comes out as the American badass, who cares? The Undertaker comes out and gives the rub to Alistair Black, who's the one guy that it would make sense with. I care. And WWE, do it. Pull the trigger. Bring Aleister Black out and let Cena be the guy who puts over somebody like that. Boom. Boom. Here's my... And they're not going to do it. I have three words for you, Paul, in response to that idea. Jericho (laughs) versus Fandango. Oh, God. I cannot ever endorse that kind of idea ever, just because like I don't trust them ever to 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 do it right. So part part of me just as soon as I'm listening to that, I'm just here. I'm just seeing Jericho Fandango in my head, where it's like this is such a bad, you know. I just as Coach said, you know, they show the most improvement between the first WrestleMania and the second. You don't want to bring something. A WrestleMania debut is generally like a disaster, I think. But I'd have to look no, back on I, that. He's not Fandango. Alistair Black, he's ready. Um, I'm, they're not going to do it. Like, if they do it, oh, no, 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 seriously, no I, I should be booked on every wrestling show ever for predicting this. <laughs> they're not going to do it. If not, I, every I paranormal think, show ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think they should. And and somewhere in the the back, Triple H probably briefly had the idea because he's he's one of those guys. No, they're probably going to do some dumb segment with the Undertaker and Cena. And seriously, that it's, it's such a sad thing to say. They're the two greatest stars of probably the last twenty five or thirty years. And it will be my bathroom break. That's yep. I just honestly don't care. So yeah, this is the Rock coming out with the flamethrower and announcing the attendance type thing. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So what's your prediction, Aaron? We didn't get your prediction. I, yeah, what do you I, think, I, my, Aaron? My, my, I've got nothing to predict. There's no match, right? 
I mean, right. this is stupid. This is very stupid. I don't know if they had no idea whether or not Undertaker, what Undertaker is going to be able to physically do, which I, I suspect that's the deal. This whole, this entire approach is because they do not know what Mark Calloway is physically capable of doing on Sunday. Yeah. And so because they feel they have to mention the Undertaker and bring him up and have him as a part of it, they've been jerking the audience around because they know in this WWE Network world that pay-per-view buys don't, we don't have to draw, right? Everybody is just drawn to the WrestleMania brand. So there's no, it's it's just stupid. Um, One thing, it's going to be it's going to be a segment it's going to be a brawl it's going to be something like that i would love to see Alistair black debut here because that's something that will will hopefully stick and Alistair black is great but what one one thing i do want to say is i have loved losing streak grizzled veteran john cena i i think he's done a great job with this the only thing that's let it down is this whole very sort of corporate branding esque. I don't have a path to WrestleMania. You're John Cena. You right, right, yeah. You want. You're the biggest. You're the. You're really the only draw they have. Why? Yeah, he's like in some to, major movie that's premiering like this month. You right. know, around the same time as WrestleMania, you're, like a big summer you're, you're, summer movie. It's ridiculous. This, this whole I don't have a password. I love grizzled veteran John Cena. And if they'd had grizzled veteran John Cena who wanted to validate his career by beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania and have that be the thread over the last few months, that would have been great. But this I don't sure. have a path to WrestleMania thing is just. Yeah, bullshit. they tried to explain. And the worst part is, is it, it seemed like they answered that question on the Raw this week because he. Because he oh, was God, like, horrible. people say, why don't I get in the Battle Royal? Why don't I get in one of these multi-man matches that Tim and all hates? And <laughs> and it was like, because I, I don't, because <laughs> like, I, I lose all the time, and I don't want to be in some match and take somebody's spot. So, like, if he had said that way at the beginning, this all would make more sense. Yeah, because because Dolph Ziggler and Carlos Colon or, or whatever, whichever Colon is in there, because their, their records have qualified them to be in the, the Battle Royal. That is, oh. Yeah, I hated that. I hated that. Yeah. Oh. And funny, because like but, three or four years ago, that was the thing, before he had a match, he did the same kind of shtick where he was like, I don't have a match, so I'm in the Battle Royal. And then he ended up fighting somebody. Um, yeah. So so he's even he's even sunk that far. All right, well, we're at the two-hour mark, and we're at the main event now. So what I think is the main event, and what I think will be the main event um, and, and feel free to disagree if you guys disagree with that. But I think I, I have a feeling this will be the last match. Uh, Kurt Angle, who ironically went in the Hall of Fame last year and now is in the main event of WrestleMania, um, and Rowdy Ronda Rousey of UFC fame, for the people who are just joining us now at the two-hour mark, uh, versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in the uh, spectacle, I guess you could say, main event. Uh, I, I want to go with Paul because he's had the most craziest opinions of the night. He's had a lot to say about these things, which I liked. Um, so, Paul, what's your take on this? I know you hate Ronda Rousey. Um, I'm not a big fan either. Hate's a strong word, but you know what I mean. You're not a fan of Ronda Rousey, yeah. neither am I. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, 
Give us your analysis here of what I think will be the main event of WrestleMania 34. I actually think the main event will be Reigns and Lesnar. I hope I'm right. But, um, God, if it's... Oh, my God, don't let it be this match. This should be on the pre-show. So, (laughs) Kurt Angle... Kurt Angle is... I I don't know if he's sustained brain damage, but they should be checking him because he's... Uh, I, I miss the old Kurt Angle. I'm I'm sorry they brought him back. I, I was looking forward to him coming back, but something's not there. And he's been I agree. embarrassing himself. And it's sad yep, to I see. I agree. He seems, so, he seems out of it. Yeah. So, cool. I love Triple H. Always have. Uh, I like Stephanie. I just don't want to see her wrestle ever. But, you know, fine. There's This is has the potential to be one of the legendary clusterfucks of WrestleMania history. And my fear is it could derail the entire show, which is an otherwise pretty good show. Because Ronda Rousey isn't ready. She's not ready for prime time. She also, not in this way. She needs a manager because she's not very good on the mic yet. Uh, Stephanie shouldn't be wrestling. Triple H and Kurt Angle, awesome, 15 years ago. I, oh, there's yeah. nothing about this match... I want to see zero, zero prediction. Of course, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey win. And my prediction is Ronda Rousey makes Triple H tap out. That's my prediction. I've heard that. I just don't want to see it. I I don't want to see it. I have nothing personal against Ronda Rousey. If they want to bring her in, fine, you know, train her up and, and whatever. But there's an awful lot of women. And I get it. The WWE likes big names. Fine. She's a big name. Fine. She put a lot of eyeballs on. Cool. I understand why they're doing it. But it's also a symptom of what's still wrong with WWE. And they can make it better if they stick it in the middle of the card. I can live with that. But if they make this the main event, God help them in my books. It'd be like there will be a Twitter fusillade coming from me against the WWE. I will Jericho their asses. Ah, Not the main event. Please, God, not the main event. Anyway, that's my prediction. I like he, uh, you had me expecting a fuselage of Twitter maniacs, and it was just you, which I, which, yeah, which well, I like. They'll be, be getting a fuselage of Twitter attacks from me. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, just you? Oh, okay. I'm canceling my sole subscription to the network. Nothing about uh, yeah. this. No, I know what you're saying. Nothing. Yeah. And th- let me ask yourselves. The go-home show on Raw this past weekend, which was painful, generally, but that opening segment with the four of them, was that not one of the most painful things you've ever had to watch on oh, yeah, any I WWE program? I, I, yeah, oh, I didn't even watch it. Brutal. I, I skipped until I saw physical contact. That, that, that's, yeah. yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, it was just bad. So, as far as I go... Uh, Angle and Rousey win. The reason why I think it's going to be the last match is just because, like, as we saw, it was the lead segment on Raw. It's pretty much I, – I could. it's either that or Brock Roman, essentially. And if they were smart, they would put that match, uh, the Brock Roman match last, and switch the positions of the two from the list we had tonight, just because they should kind of bury it in the mid-card because it could be a disaster. Um, you know, I don't – the Rousey thing, it's again, like uh, the earlier match about Rusev, this is a referendum on Rousey. It's like, we'll see what she can do. It seems like they're going to set up the whole show now about her versus the McMahons. Uh, 
They're going to try and redo Stone Cold versus uh, Mr. McMahon through Rousey versus uh, Stephanie. This is the start. This is like the this is the very beginning of what I think will be like a long and either painful or actually classic feud uh, or storyline, I guess you could say. So we're, we're like at the very beginning of this whole thing. And so you talk about a coronation. This is going to be a coronation of Rousey, essentially. Um, and, uh, yeah, I heard Paul's prediction about her tapping out Triple H in other places, too. And it makes perfect sense because Stephanie seems just absolutely unbearable and, like, almost like she like she wouldn't do the job. I can imagine where it's going to be like Stephanie won't tap out to Ronda Rousey, but Triple H will. So, uh, yeah. We'll see. It's going to be a WrestleMania moment. I can guarantee you that. It's going to be a big-time WrestleMania moment. Aaron, your thoughts on the main event of WrestleMania 34? Well, um, we were watching Raw, my wife and I, and, and she and I watch every pay-per-view, and, and she's irritated that I'm going out of town, mostly because, well, partially because I'm we're going to be missing our semi-monthly or semi-monthly date night where we order in wings or pizza or something and watch, you know, a pay-per-view while she reads a book or something and says, what's going on? And I explain it to her. But um, she's also of the opinion that, one, how long is this thing? Oh, I'm glad we're not watching this. <laughs> and, and, and also, we were watching Raw, and she was like, so this Ronda Rousey, I'm supposed to like her? I don't mm-hmm. like her. Why would I like her? She's annoying. She can't talk. Is she even a wrestler? Who is she? What's going on? Yeah, Why she's like I, a lame celebrity. Care? Why do I care about this? And I'm like, well, she did UFC. And then he was like, oh, like when we watched the Ultimate Fighter show years ago? Yeah, that was okay. Now, who's she? You know, so that's, you know, casual. If, if you want to take, like, middle-class, middle-America, suburban, generic viewer. Like, my wife is perfect for that because she knows that wrestling, knows what the deal is with wrestling, but, you know, isn't a huge fan. And she's like, I don't like this person. I like yeah. Stephanie. I mean, I don't like Stephanie, but, but Stephanie, Stephanie's, you know, fun to watch. Ronda Rousey is not fun to watch in this context. And I, I, I think it's, and I, I agree about Kurt. Every time, every time Kurt is up there talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this, are they trying to do the, the dumb, goofy Kurt from 2001 and just not quite hitting it? Or is he really more damaged than we think? Or as, right, right. As, we, or as damaged as we suspect? You know, so yeah. it, it's been... It's been painful, but but Rousey's going to go over, and I agree with the uh, the Triple H doing the job because uh, Triple H, uh, you know, no pun intended, knows what's best for business, and Stephanie doesn't necessarily. So, yeah, I, I think and, I mean, Triple and H taps out. Yeah, Triple H knows how <laughs> Triple H knows how it works, so he knows yep. when it goes on ESPN and Sports Center and all those fucking things. He's the one tapping out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he gets yeah. the he gets the moment. He gets the moment, not his wife. So and I can see him being like, "I'm being generous by Triple doing H this." Triple H knows it's a work. Triple H knows it's a work and embraces it. Stephanie is like, "I'm a McMahon." So, right, exactly. Yeah. Here's my hope, and I'm hopeful in this sense. I think they've misread things. I get Rousey's popular, but 
I don't think she's as popular as they think she is. And I think if they could have gotten gotten undefeated, Ronda Rousey from UFC, big time. But Ronda Rousey's a two-time loser now, and everyone knows why she's in the WWE, because her UFC career is basically over. So, timing off. CNN, on the front page of their website today, had a, a really good piece about a women's match at um, at WrestleMania, and it wasn't Ronda Rousey. You'd think it would be, right, because she's the big star. Nope, it was Charlotte Nosca, and it was sort of in-depth and detailing why this was on a really CNN. great match. And, yeah, on their website. Uh, and it's a really good article. You should go check it out. And I thought, cool, WWE, you've misunderstood the market these days. The market, I think, favors stories like Oscar and Charlotte, and I think you're behind the curve. So... And and my last word on this match will be, going back to my Roman Reigns thing, is he Randy Orton or is he John Cena? If he's Randy Orton, then the main event is as Tim predicts it, Ronda Rousey. Because if he's John Cena, then he main events WrestleMania and he gets yep, cor- right, his right. coronation. It's the end. So if the company sees him as the next John Cena, he closes the night. And if the company thinks, eh, he's the next Randy Orton, whether intention, you know, subconsciously maybe they think that, then he's the second or third match. And so this would right, be telling Right, right, that's a good point, yeah. Who closes WrestleMania. Yeah. And I think so, he right. does. Because he, right. he closed WrestleMania last year inexplicably against The Undertaker in a, in a match that had, you know, there was no implications yeah. other than him versus Undertaker in a grudge match. And that was the last match. And it was like, so that really is the, the, the vote of confidence, I guess you could say, uh, on the show. And yeah, it'll and it be a bellwether for decision. what it means for him. It was the wrong decision last year, but it will be the right decision this year. And, um, yeah. So I hope that's what they do. But Tim, like you, I don't always trust management at the WWE. I do believe there's a, a chance they could make the Ronda Rousey match, the main event. And that would be a terrible. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I will say, we'll see, but I, I, yes, I think it will be the main event. And I think what that will do is it will turn Ronda Rousey not into the latest acquisition of the women's revolution, which is sort of tangentially sort of how they see her, right? They see her as, you know, this is part of what we're doing. No, Ronda Rousey is going to be this year's Lawrence Taylor. This is going to be the Lawrence Taylor Band Ben Bigelow match. I thought about that, that actually tonight. Yeah, I thought about the, that tonight before the show. She's the sports celebrity. She is not the new women's wrestler. And and Paul citing that CNN article is is what made me think of that. It's because you know what? When people from the outside look at this and they look at women's wrestlers, they see Charlotte, they see Oscar, they see Nia Jax, they see Alexa Bliss, they see the Battle Royal. When people are looking at oh WrestleMania, they also have goofy celebrity shit. There's Ronda Rousey. Yep. Right, right, yep, right. Absolutely. She's a stunt wrestler, yeah. Yep, exactly. And the question yeah. now is how they transition her from a stunt wrestler into a regular character. Are they going to play, poorly. I guess, Brock Lesnar? Very poorly. That's exactly, that's what I think, too. Well, the one thing I'll say about Ronda Rousey, who I don't really like, um, but if they made her <laughs> a heel, because now. she's a net. Yeah, your wife is right. She's a natural heel. She's thoroughly <laughs> unlikable. Yep. Um, yeah. They can do that. And she does genuinely, I do believe she genuinely likes pro wrestling. And that yes. might be the saving grace that after they get over this, that maybe she sort of says, hey, herself, she might say, look, I want to be one of just not just one of the women, 
but I, I, I'm willing to work, and I want to do this organically, and I need to be a heel. Maybe she's smart enough to figure that out on her own. And she's got the clout to sort of force them to do that, I think. So there's potential. I just don't hold out a lot of hope, but that would be the, that's the path she has to take if she wants to have a real career in WWE. What I think, and this is not anything that the WWE would do in any possible universe, what they should have, what, what I would have done with Ronda Rousey is I would have had her go into the Women's Battle Royal and just kick everybody's ass. And set her you mean up the actual? You mean the WrestleMania Battle Royal or the Royal Rumble? Yep, yep. The, the WrestleMania Battle Royal. I, I okay. If you were at Royal Rumble, then have her come in at WrestleMania, and and the storyline would be, you know what, you were a big deal in UFC, but this is the WWE, and you're just another one of these women here, and she comes in and proves herself in that Battle Royal, and then goes to SmackDown and beats whoever the SmackDown or beats whatever. Yeah, that actually would have been a smarter place. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And they 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 build her up as an actual WWE superstar rather than a UFC celebrity athlete who comes in as a special attraction. I like it. Only one thing would have been better, and this is the thing that WWE would have been even less likely to do. You send her. She starts off at NXT. Yeah. And she just comes out and she says, I want to work my way. I don't want to be handed anything. I don't want to main event WrestleMania until I've earned it. You know, I was what I was, but now here I am. I'm humbled up, and I'm going to I'm gonna go through the roster from the beginning like Charlotte did and Becky Lynch did. I'm going to earn it. And she would have, I think then, even I would have been won over. But, of course, WWE is never going to tell that story. So that's just me dreaming in a fantasy world. But that's yep. the way they probably should have done it because right. then it would have been good I, for Ronda Rousey. That's, right. That's well, I was true. thinking of this I, I, tonight, actually. Uh, hold on one second, Aaron. Because uh, yeah, I was actually thinking of this thought tonight about how you transition her into the league. And it's like, my the only way I think they could smartly do it, and I'm sure I'm probably like have a terrible idea, but it's like yeah, somehow in the shakeup you get Stephanie's going to need some henchmen, and you get Natalia and uh, Mickey James, and uh, they're the henchmen. They fight Ronda for like the next six months to teach her how to wrestle. Yeah, here's a question for both of you. One last question (laughs) for me, for you two guys, about Ronda Rousey. What do you think the chances are that she turns heel at WrestleMania? Kurt Angle? That maybe somebody, yeah, maybe somebody in the company has realized, you know what, she's not a face, she's a heel, and let's, you know, she turns on Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle winds up tapping out Maybe Rousey puts her in the puts him in the ankle lock or something. I think. I mean, zero. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be stunned. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be stunned. With Aaron. It's probably zero. I, I said zero. <laughs> it, it's not going to happen. I I, I don't yeah, I think they're that. They're not. I mean, go back to what you said about the uh, U.S. title match. They they are completely locked in to what side of the fence they put people on based on what yeah. they perceive their need to be. And they perceive Ronda Rousey as as this baby ish celebrity. And, you know... She's yeah. Stone Cold, it, man. It, she's the new Stone Cold. She, she, uh, you know, An attempt. She's so not, you know? It, it, it's, you know oh, I know. She's nothing called, like Stone Cold, but... Yeah. Austin could string together three words without sounding like an idiot. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's it's brutal. 
She needs a manager so who did they bring up? kind of like. Who did they bring all... up uh, Monday night on Raw from NXT? Because there's always an NXT call-up after WrestleMania. Who, who are they bringing up? All right, okay, hold on now. Are we done with... We're past the show now. We're yeah. way past, but I, I can keep talking wrestling yeah. forever. I hope you guys can do a little while longer. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So that's the main event. So we'll 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 push off that because Paul's already got an idea. So all right, what are your predictions for like uh, Monday afterwards? Like Paul said, who comes up and uh, and uh, we'll get a superstar stake up in a minute. So Paul 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 brought it up. So Paul, you sound like you have an idea. So go ahead. Um. Maybe Drew McIntyre or uh, maybe Aleister Black, because my Aleister Black dream at WrestleMania isn't going to happen. So uh, I can see either one of them coming up and being the next sort of promotion from NXT. Adam Cole, as much as I love Aleister Black, though, I I desperately want to see Adam Cole on the main stage. Like I love Adam Cole. So you know, there's no there's no bad answer. NXT is brimming with so much talent that Takeover might actually be a better show. In terms of like enjoyment and, and condensed fun, because um, I'm really oh, looking yeah, forward to yeah, two hours versus uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, so it's the equivalent. It's the difference between taking marijuana and cocaine. Uh, you know, NXT is going to be the <laughs> cocaine hit. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go with Alistair Black though. I think I think he's on the main roster uh, Monday night. The only ones I can predict, as I said earlier, for the Battle Royal is those two Australian girls. I think they're re- more than ready. They've been languishing in NXT for way too long. Um, mm-hmm. Peyton Royce, I forget her, uh, yep. and Billy Kay. Yep. So, yeah. They're, they're, they're like tailor-made for uh, the main roster. I'm stunned they haven't been on there yet. Um, the, other than that, yeah. I can't think of it. I don't really follow – I don't follow NXT as closely as I used to. Um so I can't really say like who else might be brought up, but uh, Sanity, I think maybe are, are those having. Oh, Authors of Pain definitely should be brought up. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I figure Authors yeah, yeah. of Pain will will definitely be brought up. Um, let's just hope they don't go the way of the Ascension. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, about it. Yeah, actually, yeah, Authors of Pain and uh, and the two Australian women would be the ones I bring up. But I can't think of any other like uh, people. Oh, and Drew McIntyre if he's healthy. Because why just put him back in the NXT would make sense, right? Aaron, do you know anyone else who could, they they could? Um, and Rey Mysterio, if yeah. they can get him. Yeah, I think I think Mysterio's injured is, is what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and excuse me, I I don't know what uh, McIntyre's status is with his uh, bicep uh, tear, whatever he had, but um, I oh, assume and, that oh, whenever... and Big Cass is due to come back on. Uh, Big Cass is cleared to come back, so. Oh, Expect well, him well, on Raw. Well, the, the, the business is saved, right? Um, so, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I, as, as soon as McIntyre's, you know, healed, I expect him on the main roster because there's, there's no point in bringing him back to NXT, like you said. Um, I like Royce and Kay. I just, they've brought up a lot of new people in the women's division yeah. on both shows lately, so I'm not sure where they would fit. I would like to see mm-hmm. the whole undisputed era come up, and it, you know, with Ad, I love Adam Cole, and just just come up and with the the, the Red Dragon guys, and and just come and just show up on one of the shows and sort of be like a more effective Riot Squad and just brutalize everybody, and, and yeah, just like a new shield, cause some havoc. 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, dare I say it? But they need you to. Know, the Nexus or, or NWO, something unpro- something needs to happen that isn't that clearly breaks the format, and I, I think that's what's been missing, also. Yeah, and it needs to be SmackDown. Right. I think they would get lost yep. on Raw, but yep. on SmackDown, right, Adam right. Cole could be a star, um, and so I think yep. that's where he needs to go. And I'd transfer Balor and Rollins over to SmackDown too. You know, Rollins could be the next Edge on SmackDown, and Balor yeah. could find a, a, a great place there too. And then you create two That's different what I was identities. Segue in the show. Is the is, is the shakeup? Yeah. If you're going to go with Roman Reigns on Raw, then you should move like uh, I would like move Jinder Mahal and Baron Corbin over to Raw to to feud with him. As, as awful as that sounds, it's like who else can he? You know, throw, you need you need to like be a little more top heavy on heels on that side. And and I'd put some of these like yeah. these face wrestlers that are languishing like Finn Balor. Yeah, definitely move him over. So. I agree. Yep. I, and, I would like to and shake up the women's guys, roster, you know, a lot. I would like to see some guys, yeah, like like Corbin and Mahal, go over to Raw and just Roman needs to, needs to just blow through some guys. And I think that's one thing right. that he's never really had is is not it, it's sort of the jobber to the stars, like a series of feuds that he wins. Guys. Yep, yep, and I, I think I think Mahal. And Corbin are established enough and good enough workers that that would that would benefit Roman to do that. Yeah, I think Jim. And then by then, and then by and then by then, Dean Ambrose will be back, and you can turn him heel and yeah, carry on for the rest turn, of the year. Please turn Dean heel. Bring back the the sort of CZW John Moxley insane semi homeless guy. That's, right, he was like the Joker like character that Paul was asking for Rollins to be. I always thought he could awesome. have been the Joker like guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he's he's more Joker. Rollins would be more like burn stuff down. I Ginger's the guy because Baron Corbin. I'm not a huge fan, but I think he oh, still he's has terrible. potential. Yeah, and he's never. But had he'll have won the WrestleMania Battle Royal twice by now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but Ginger's been a world title holder. So Jinder, Jinder can go over to Raw. He can lose consistently to Reigns for a couple of months. Nice view. Jinder's a decent worker. Put, you know, Reigns beats a guy who's been a world title holder, and it won't diminish Jinder Mahal any. If you put right. Baron Corbin over there, and then he lost again and again and again. It kills him. It, it kills right. him, and I don't think we're ready to kill him off just yet. He's, he's, oh, I'm, he's I'm, safe I'm salvageable. Yeah, I'm ready to kill him off since yeah. NXT. I hate that guy. Yeah. His weird horizontal yeah. line of a belly button freaks me out. <laughs> so and oh and, yeah, other shakeups. Uh, I, I definitely move like the the bar needs to go over to SmackDown. I would just move like a lot of the best wrestlers over there and move some of the more I'd brutish like brawler types to to Raw. Well, you know, my idea, Tim, has always been put all the tag team guys on one show and all the women on the other. And and make you know like there you go. Don't get, don't give them their own show. Don't repeat the 205 live mistake. But say SmackDown is our tag team show, and if you want to see the best women wrestlers on the planet, they're on Raw every night. And I agree. Then, yeah, yeah, because it's a little too diffuse. I'd like to see the Usos, the New Day, the Revival, the Bar, um, all on the same you know the Bullet Club, all on the same show, and have some really great tag team matches. And the Ascension. Yeah, well, they maybe need to, like, break up the the show, or at least sort of, they're trying to do it, but, like, maybe more firmly established as, like, divisions. Like, a women's division yeah. is on this, 
like, you know, Raw has the cruiserweight division, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the tag division, and the other side has women's division and some other division. Sure. I don't know what yep. the other one would be, but you know what I mean. You know oh, who's the other question I want to ask call? before we – what's up? Oh, well, there's one person's name we haven't mentioned at all, and that's Elias. Who wants to walk with Elias? Oh, yeah. Can... Okay, I've, I've got a thing. I've got a thing. I what's his name? He sucks. I've got a I thing. hate Elias. Elias, Elias comes oh. out for a segment. He sings. He starts to sing. Jeff Jarrett, Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett, comes in, oh, nails the guitar, him with the guitar on and suddenly spend my days working hard on the goat. And then you just go mm-hmm. from there. I can see that. That's actually, I, have a that's, I actually like that better than what I was going to suggest, which was the, uh, that he's going to be interrupted by the rock. So give him, yeah, give I him think the that's rock what rub. they're going to do. Yeah. I love Elias. I think he's great. And I think they're going to do a rock thing with him. And I'd rather see Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that dude, be more fun. that's the rock rub. I'd take that. Fuck, that's awesome. Oh, I know. But Jeff he reminds me in a fun. way. He reminds me in a in a not necessarily like it's going to turn out that way, but he reminds me in a way of like uh, John Cena, where like uh, John Cena started when he was the rapper character. Like he didn't even wrestle that first WrestleMania. He's just rapping out there. So it's like he seems to have a, an incredible grip on the character, but he's just terrible in the ring. He's just yep. so he's atrocious. He's like honky tonk man level. He's just there's just he, he brings nothing <laughs> hey, to the table. Let's not say things we can't take back. You know, I, maybe it's yeah, the musician he's, he's aspect such, of it all. I like that. He's part. such a good character. I don't care if he can wrestle. He's he's such he's so he's got so and much. And the honky tonk man reference. That's a, he, I know. He is the modern honky tonk <laughs> man, dude. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Which I guess, yeah, if they can if they can write it well, yeah. But yeah, I think The Rock will be the one who spoils it. But the, the Aaron's mention of Jeff Jarrett brings me to one of the last points I had on the thing, and that is um, because I know I talk about this with Paul actually, like at the restaurant in Liverpool when I saw him for a few hours. The the, the lack of continuity. So how who is going to be running the two shows in the storyline coming out of WrestleMania? Because Kurt Angle is going to be fighting the McMahon, so how is he going to be the Raw General Manager? Is he going to be? And uh, Daniel Bryan's cleared to wrestle, so is he going to just join the roster of uh, wrestlers and abandon the post? So I guess those are like the two questions to wrap up the night, in a sense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by it, in a sense. I don't know who. I'm going to kick the Paul. It's kind of I'm, a bit of a surprise question, but what do you think of these? Uh, vacancies that may open up? Uh, I definitely think there's going to be a Kurt Angle vacancy. Be, I I just hope. I, I hope. Um, you know, Heyman's not going to have a role. I can see him somehow getting involved, maybe. Uh, if I was a dream fantasy booker, um, it would be Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I would bring Eric Bischoff back. Oh, yeah, role. definitely. But, definitely. If they're ready to rehabilitate him, and on any given day, it depends on which rumor you hear, I think over the next year you'll see Hulk Hogan back in the WWE, and it wouldn't surprise me if he wound up as a GM. You know, It wouldn't right. surprise me. I'm not saying they'll do it, but I think you'll see Hogan in a role somewhere, 
and I think he, they're ready to bring him back. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I don't really have any ideas. I'd like to see Mark Henry in a role, too. Now that, like, I'm not even sure he's retired, but nah, he uh, is. one more match. Yeah. I'd like to see one more Mark Henry match. Uh, like a, you well, know, I thought about that, actually, when I was saying the, the, the uh, you know, Lifetime Achievement. Maybe just have him enter the Battle Royal on the pre-show yeah. and win. I'd be all. Actually, I would actually. I'd, I'd be. I'd be psyched if that happened. I'd be fine with that. That'd be awesome. And then that would be his. <laughs> yeah. You know his his final moment. His that, that would be great. Do you think they'll do it? No, but maybe. Um, but yeah, any chance to talk about getting Eric Bischoff back into <laughs> action? I'm all for it. Not as a booker. Yeah. But as a character, I'm cool with that. Um, but JBL wouldn't people... surprise me to see him come back either. Oh, JBL, yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up is because uh, Aaron mentioned uh, Jeff Jarrett, and it's, I guess that's the talk, that maybe Jeff Jarrett will be one of the new GMs. So it seems like oh it is kind God. of a rotating position of Hall of Famer type things. The Large Hadron Collider really has changed the universe. Donald Trump is president, <laughs> and we're talking about Jeff Jarrett coming back and being a GM in the WWE. My mind is yeah. broken. It is officially broken. Could have yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, and oh, I thought to one last thing before I let you clowns go. Aaron, do you have an opinion on the uh, GM situation? Actually, yeah, um, and toss to you on that I, one. I do. One, one thing I will say is that um, of course, I guess, okay, sorry, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely. Yes. What are your, what are your thoughts? One, Eric Bischoff is going to be doing a new podcast with Conrad Thompson, who has his Bruce Pritchard and oh, Tony Schiavone podcast. So that's yeah. going to be um, that's going to be epic, but. I was just thinking that, that, that Paul mentioning Eric Bischoff reminded me that it is now 21 years of nearly constant heel authority figures on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. time for it to end. Just end. Yeah. find a Jack Tunney-esque guy to show up when a big decision needs to be made, but otherwise just, just get shit done. We don't yeah, it's really yeah. A, we don't need it. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. But if you have to, I want Jeff Jarrett because I want because it's weird. I've I've sort of come full circle and I, I <laughs> yeah. like Jeff Jarrett and I want to see him on my TV. I like him. Um, I want Jeff Jarrett <laughs> and if I could have if I could have Eric Bischoff, that would be great. My ultimate dream because I'm an old school Southern guy is I want Jim Cornette to just show up and just yell at people. And, and yeah. then I, I That'd be awesome. Awesome. But I, I think that there are still going to be McMahons involved, and I think that uh, Jeff Jarrett might be involved. I, I think that would be cool. I, I don't know. I think, unfortunately, what we're going to have is we're going to have heel Shane on one show and heel Stephanie on the other show. Yeah. Just solo. Yeah, I think you're right. And well, my reaction is, uh, yep. I, I'm tired of the McMahons, but everybody's been saying that for years, yeah. and they're never yeah. going to write. It's their company; they're never going to write themselves out of the narrative. Unfortunately, they're long so, overdue now for a Shane heel turn. So I think that actually probably will be what happens this year because he's been a face now for the last two years. So it's he's way overdue. But has he? I mean, his his screwing Owens and Zane at Fastlane, I was like, this is mm-hmm. the face? 
This yes. is right, right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been yeah. It's like oh, it's like he's a face. He's a McMahon. He plays by his own rules. Yeah, oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate. I hate the McMahon. <laughs> I, I I hate. I I shoot hate them. It just blows up the storytelling of everything. the of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of it irritates really me. It's like when she said uh, the segment where Stephanie McMahon was like, "We're the McMahons. We make the rules." It's like, well, then why am I watching? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Exactly. Like, why am I? If you wanted to do stuff, and I mean, we're like we're totally speculating on things that will never happen. Shane would actually be a pretty good heel. I think he's a pretty good heel. Stephanie, I'd be interested in seeing her try out as a face because she's right, in her yes, real life. Yeah. She's a she's a really great person. She does amazing charity work, and she's a great well, corporate exec. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So why? It's very confusing because she's. Let, yes. Let her be that person. Try that one on. Send her away for a while, but then bring her back as, you know, a better person. Uh, maybe a lost the run around. Of Davey, yeah. your... Linda McMahon. Yeah, sure. Basically, sure, her mom. And Shane becomes Vince. You know, if you got to right. do yep. the McMahon thing, why not? Because, frankly, Stephanie's a really nice person, apparently, in real life. And Triple H is great. He's the, he's the king of young talent. So these are yeah. two people that actually are kind of built to be you know, they could have been the saviors. You know, we're saving this company from the day, way Dad did it, and instead they turned into Dad. Um, that's well, that's maybe they're waiting. As, as, ma- as macabre as this sounds, maybe they're waiting. They're waiting for the ultimate face turn when Vince dies, and they'll be, <laughs> no. they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, they'll become the faces of WWE, literally and figuratively. They'll be like, we're carrying on his legacy and shit, and then Shane can be the upstart guy. I I, I, yeah. I I like the idea of, of Stephanie being a face because every time I see any any evidence of her that's out of out of character, I like her, you know, and and you know all the way back to you know the invasion angle and when she was the part owner of ECW and whatever. I, I've been sort of conditioned not to like her, right? But yeah, she's she's okay. You know, she's she's a she she, she kind of gets it, and Triple H absolutely gets it. And Shane was smart enough to get out of the company for a while, you right? Know? So so he's not tied into this this whole nonsense, this whole legacy nonsense. And yeah, yeah, have him be faces, have him you know, have a face authority figure without any sort of shenanigans. You know, have somebody yep. who's there to have have yeah, we'll try it on Raw at least. I'm being so southern, but what these shows need is Smoky Mountain Wrestling and Bullet Bob Armstrong to be, you know, a commissioner who comes Jesus, in you are being and, southern. and sets the heels straight and says, no, we're going to have a cage match where you can't pull any shit. You know, that's what we need. We, it would just be so refreshing to have kind of old school face authority figures for a while. Transition tribulation like a Bill Watts role. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going that far. I, although, just to just to mess with people, disqualifying people for coming off the top rope would be awesome. But yeah, that uh, is true. I, I, yeah. I, I be the death of two or five live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. This was the last thing. Actually, I did honestly. Last thing I have in the thing is a. Uh, this is a business thing. I, I think Paul will appreciate this. 
The what's your prediction, gentlemen, for the uh, the TV rights deal? Because they're talking about moving to Fox now, and I'm very concerned personally about this because I feel like they're going to get uh, they're going to back themselves ass backwards into a deal where they like get two hours on Monday nights on Fox, the channel. Like, you know, like Channel Six, as we all know them on our local cable, and 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 they're gonna get, they're gonna like die. They're not gonna do well at all, like on network TV. Um, you know, just gonna be bad. And and then they're gonna get like moved to the other channel, and it's gonna be a huge blow to the show. So I'm afraid, like, they're, they're gonna be canceled. They're, they're they're going off of Fox, you know. So I'm very worried about that whole thing, but. Uh, they seem in constant pursuit of like as is capitalism the next big deal, so I think they're gonna like sell out and, and sign with Fox. That's my uh, theory and kind of like I think they're eyeing a long run sale on the whole operation eventually. That's my personal theory. I agree. I, I, so. But I sorry, Aaron. I'll, I also I'll think there's for, a political. Sorry, I, I think there's a political angle to it too. Linda McMahon is in Trump's cabinet. Fox is Trump's network, unless you think Sinclair is conspiratorial. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's overt. I, I'm not sure they sit around like, you know, um, Freemason cabal or something and go, this is how we destroy the world. But I do think that they they skew that way. I think they think their audience skews that way. And I think that they think Fox is a natural fit with the Trump world that Linda McMahon, frankly, is in You know, the cabinet. For God's sake. That's true. So yeah. I, I do think there's I do think there's that element there as well that if they were a publicly traded and publicly aside. owned company. Yes. But if they if they didn't control the company, I don't think they'd make the move. Because Tim's right. For business, I think it's a bad move. Um, but I think there's other factors at play, whether they even realize it or not. So I think they will. If the deal is there to be had, I think they'll do it. I just want to say before I throw it to Aaron, I also want to stress uh like history, learn from history, man. They should never have left USA originally when they went to TNN, uh, yes. which became a spike. That's yep. part of what killed the boom. They're like, uh, you know, there are a lot of things. WCW, ECW going out of business definitely killed the boom, but them going to TNN was a part of it too. Like they should have stayed on USA and just kept the gravy train rolling, but they cashed out for more money and fucked up the whole. You know, flow of what was happening, essentially, and I think they're, I think they may do that again here. Just as like trying, again, pursue ever constant like bigger deals. Um, but what do you think, Aaron? I think that it is really important to keep in mind that the WWE did not kill WCW. Jamie Kellner killed WCW by canceling wrestling program on Turner Networks. This idea right. of of TV deals being you, you need a time slot and the WWE has gone all in on TV revenue deals as being their main source of income trumping pay-per-view trumping uh, house show revenue and things like that Everything, and what yeah. I see happening is they look at Fox and I think they look at Fox and they see some money that might be better than the USA money but from what you said, Tim, I think they see as a positive possibly of having fewer hours to deal with because this three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown is 
I mean, it's, it's a lot of TV to write, and it, it stretches everything out. And I think what happens is they, they end up on if – the, if they end up on Fox, they end up having a smaller sort of reach um, as far as hours and eyeballs. But if they stay with USA, I think they continue to get stretched thin. I think the ultimate goal, as goofy as this sounds, is to move things to the network more and more because I think if they're smart, they realize that wrestling is more and more of a niche fan base and the network caters to that. And if you can get money and eyes to the network, that money is yours and you don't have to share it with the network, but you need a little bit of footprint to get eyes driven to that network. So I think if they can go with a Fox deal for more money and if they can have fewer hours to produce uh, for broadcast yeah. or, or cable TV, I think that might be tempting, but I think it might backfire. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. My my single share of WWE stock rides heavily on <laughs> what happens with this. It See, would have been more shares, knows, but but I got screwed over by by pharmaceutical <laughs> penny stocks in the last few years. So, or last, la, actually actually last few days, I uh, it, it's basically a, a slot machine. And I, I told my wife I, I pulled my money out of that one uh, that one company. And I bought a share of WWE. She's like. Just tell me this isn't a retirement money you're playing with. No, this is your <laughs> money you're playing with. But I've, I've got a share of WWE at WrestleMania is around the corner, so we're going to be rich. Nice. See, Tim knows my ideas about the WWE's plans for uh, the network and their corporate profile because he and I had a long discussion driving from Halifax to Liverpool yeah, driving a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Tim completely Arguments. disagrees, and it would be it would be a two hour long conversation that I don't want to start now. Yeah, but I just see, think yeah. the move the the move to Fox I think is part of their overall corporate strategy, which is to eventually move them away from wrestling, not to get yeah. rid of wrestling, but to yeah. turn the network into and and to move like wrestling just becomes part of the network, but the wrestling part in WWE becomes much less important to the world and entertainment parts, movies, non-wrestling TV shows. And I think they see Fox, because Fox does a lot of that stuff, of course, as a way to get to that promised land. And I think it's Triple H and Stephanie that push that, that they have a vision for something beyond wrestling. So, so yeah. And Aaron, Aaron, my, my response to this in the car ride is that they are the Muppets, and they need to just be the Muppets. They don't need to be anything more than the fucking Muppets. They're the Muppets. That's that's what I, WWE is. They are the wrestling and show, and they just <laughs> they don't need to make music I, I albums and movies. And <laughs> yeah, but I don't disagree, Tim. I, I, and I didn't disagree back then. I just don't think they believe that. So right, I was, I was just gonna say I uh, yes, exactly. Like, no, I, yes. I, I I think they're the Muppets, but I think they don't realize that. And I, exactly, I, yeah, that's exactly think, what it is. Yes, but, yep. Yep. It's like we're, we're, we're all in agreement. Yeah, a a Marines TV series with some NXT guy as the Marine. You know, it, what mm. are they? What are they going to do? It's stupid. There are so many unless, other people unless it's making Adam Cole. better stuff. <sighs> we're here to save your country. I mean, look at it. Like, look at it. It's the. <laughs> I mean, look back in history. It's the Muppets start a football league called the XFL. <laughs> it's like this is not. You know, it's all. They're just the Muppets. They need to just be, be 
be just be the Muppets. Don't stop trying to be anything else. But I agree with you, you Paul, that that's like the overriding like compulsion of of the show that they like that they want to be more than wrestling. It's like just be wrestling. You know what they are? They're the Corleones, and they're Michael Corleone and Vito. They want to be respectable. They to them, I honestly yep. believe oh, they yeah. view pro wrestling as as the mob. And they want to right. become respectable. And so, cool, Linda McMahon is a cabinet secretary. That's awesome, except she's in basically a mafia cabinet, so that's no good. And every right. time they try, they're like Michael. They fail. The XFL, football's respectable. Let's do a football league. Fail. You're right. They're the Muppets. And like Michael Corleone at the end, he's a mobster. He will always be a mobster, no matter how hard he tries to get out. So... It's tragic. It's like Shakespearean to watch them try and become something they're not. Um, they even do the charity. It's like the Godfather 3 when Michael starts donating all the money and, and giving to charity and everything and doing the church thing and he gets all the awards. That's Stephanie. That's what she does. Yep. But she's, oh, yeah, the daughter sure. of the Do- she's the daughter of the Dawn. And Shane is, you know, Fredo. Uh, it's, that's, that's who they are, no matter how hard yeah. they try. That is, that is so – that is such an apt analogy because they they really I mean even even Linda in, in Trump's cabinet it's not even the real cabinet she's like the head of the no. small business administration yeah I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm, surprised I'm surprised she hasn't been like dragged into some scandal yet she's actually it, one of the few who's managed to be scandal free in all not, this mess she's not important enough to be caught up in a scandal she's the head of no. the small for anyone to look into it I bet if anyone looked into it I bet she's all rife with scandal <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's just it's just ridiculous, and they, it's like um, it's like this is this is oh god, I'm so southern and so old school. This is Dusty Rhodes back in 1988 <laughs> before the Turner bias. This time next year, baby, we're gonna be making movies, we're gonna be making sitcoms and television shows, and it's that Lyle Alzado learning the ropes show on syndicated sitcom in the U.S. <laughs> oh, nice. It's it's like, yeah, you're making a sitcom, but it's shit, and nobody cares, and you're you're gonna you're gonna be the victim of your own sort of hubris and arrogance and classist, you know, nonsense. They need yeah. to put that show on the network, though. That, they do that, that Lyle Zeno wrestling show. But I will I say watch this, that in a heartbeat. and I don't mean this as a political comment. Everybody knows I hate Trump, but in a world where Donald Trump can get elected president, <laughs> never ever underestimate the ability of the Mike of the McMahons to do what Michael Corleone couldn't. Not to, be, to not to make themselves respectable, but to turn everything around them disreputable, so that they actually oh, yeah. they pollute the world. Um, you never know. Maybe they, they might actually do it only in reverse. Um, I admire their ambition. I really do. It's just it's it's sad and funny at the same time to kind of watch because it's so transparent yeah. what they want to be. And they, they, they do really good things, too. They do the troops and they do charities. And the WWE is a good thing. It's just they need to be happy being the Muppets. You're right. You're right, Tim. You're right. Thank you, sir. All right, boys. Well, we're pretty much at the end of the uh, at the three hour mark, and uh, I think it's time to call our night. Because they're going to come off. This preview <laughs> was as long as most WrestleManias. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. This preview was as long as the old WrestleManias used to be. 
My friend yep. actually said that to me. He was like, it used to start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Just go till 8. It's like, yeah, dude, that was WrestleMania 3. It's like, we're, we're on 34 now, man, last seven hours. What, what, what do you want yep. from me? All right, gentlemen. Well, enjoy WrestleMania. Aaron, stay off Twitter because I'm going to be tweeting about it now. I, I am – one of my colleagues I'm going on this trip with has, has like, picked out a craft cocktail bar that, that he's taking me to. And I'm like I, – I told he's like, they've got these $13 drinks that you can't pronounce. I'm like, but they, do they have WrestleMania? And he's like, no, it's a, it's a classy place. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can go, man. You know? Dude, just go and just be like, do they have – all you have to say is do they have Wi-Fi? Just get on the just get on just get on the restaurant's Wi-Fi and have WrestleMania next to you and be like, "I'll have another beer, I am, please." I'm going to. Do, oh, there's no beer here. He made that clear. It's all like, well, this is an old-fashioned made with liquor you've never heard of, and I'm like, "What is going on?" So, so you know, you, yeah. yeah, you got to just just go to like the, the the nearest Denny's or Chili's and be like, "Do you have public <laughs> Wi-Fi?" And then just sit there with your iPad in front of you and be like, I'll, "Yeah, I'll another beer and some nachos." That, like I'm that, watching that, WrestleMania that, over here, man. That sounds like that's what they should highlight. <laughs> Guys like that who are like, I'm I'm watching WrestleMania in a Chili's right now <laughs> on their free Wi-Fi because <laughs> WrestleMania, baby. That's right. I, the I best will, part. Is, I the will. best part of this is. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, I was just gonna say the best part of this didn't mean to interrupt you, Aaron. It's that time like is in a month and a couple of weeks, the three of us will be able to break WrestleMania and the aftermath down at the Esotericon after party and watch Greg Bishop's eyes glaze over as we continually talk <laughs> about wrestling. Nice. That, is, that is the end game for the three of us. I like it. All uh, right. On that note, let's call it a night here, guys, because we're at the end of the thing. So thank you so much for being a part, a part of this insane WrestleMania special on par with uh, this Sunday's festivities. So uh, enjoy the show. And Paul, you. you and I will be tweeting, tweeting back and forth on Sunday. And Aaron, avoid the spoilers. Oh, and let us know when you're back into the mix. <laughs> That's right. I'll be tweeting yeah. like a storm and taking pictures of my pizza. I'll be t- I'll take Good pictures of my, of my food, too. You know, I'm, I'm having wings, yeah. I think. So we'll see. Have a good trip, Aaron. All right, gentlemen. Good night. Of you. In, okay. in a few weeks at Terracon. Yes. Yes, sir. Talk cool to you guys later. Good night, See gentlemen. See you, boys. Bye. Oh, goodness gracious. That was the uh, BOA Audio WrestleMania special. Thank you to Paul Kimball and Aaron Gullius for joining us. We're, that was long, man. We got like eight minutes left in the recording here before we have to shut it down. So thank you to everybody who listens. I cannot even imagine the miscreants who are still listening to this program right now. Uh, if you are still listening, I'll give you a bonus uh, Easter egg. The We're going to have the season finale coming up on April 22nd, which is actually really only like 17 days away, so a little over two weeks away. We're going to be hosting a live Banal of America special Season 10 finale, series finale, in uh, the courtyard of an occult bookshop in New Orleans, live. Stay tuned for more details. That's the, uh, the big revelation if you lasted this long. 
And on that note, I'm going to call it a night because it's nearly 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. Good night, everybody.